This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, 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 is our lifestyle podcast, episode 349. It's 2024. We're going to bring you not only the audio segment via your favorite podcast app, but keep it posted to YouTube where you can actually watch this video. So you'll see us. You'll see that there's no, there's not a lot of puppet strings going on. Uh, Mike's over there pulling them. I want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You heard at the top. We'll be out there in June. We'll talk more about it. But first, Biggity Mike, the mayor, I saw you just a moment ago take a swig off of some Jack Daniels. How you doing? Dude, life is good. It is eastbound get down week. It's not just a weekend. It's You said right. it's eastbound get down week, right? It's eastbound get down week, baby. And we are so excited. We can't wait for the weekend. Because, hey, I've gotten so many phone calls, so many messages. I just actually, a good friend of yours uh, messaged me earlier. He's coming from Wisconsin and flying in for the show because he's getting the hell out of Green Bay. Don't even tell me. Does his name rhyme with Tice? Tice? No? No. no. No, okay. you, you honestly don't know the guy, but I was just saying he was a friend because he's a Green Bay Packer fan because he's from, oh, dude. He's from Wisconsin. So yeah, we got to talk about get that. Down. He's excited. It's his first time. He can't wait to see the mini trucks. He's getting away from all that snow. They're getting like three foot of snow this weekend or some crap. What's that? I don't know. So he's coming to Florida. He's What better time to come to Florida than to get away from all that snow and to come to a damn mini truck show? It's exciting as hell. We're going to raise the roof at Sinners and Saints because the Atlantic truck meet, the big homie, Mark, big homie, Mark is going yep. top ropes on him. Yep, yep, yep. Atlantic City truck meet. Atlantic City, Atlantic City truck meet. But here's the thing. Mark, Mark, the word of the street is Mark said that he could take Hank down in a headlock. So I, I told him, I said, if Mike ups the insurance, because I got to get with you. If we up the insurance, that you know I got a wrestling ring I'm trying to bring. Mm. I don't know if you're going to let us set it up. That's the big thing. Because Glenn said that he's he wants to get in it. Well, hey, if you're bringing it, we'll set it up. How's that? Oh, boy. Because okay, so, I, Mike, for, for those scoring at home here, I mean, dude, I'm going to rattle this off because I was thinking about this today. Okay. So, so far, if I was a betting man, I would say I think we got 11 states that are going to represent that we know of. So, we got Florida, of course. Florida man, a.k.a. Mike Murray, is going to be representing. We have, hold on, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and we had Massachusetts. Okay. That's a lot, dude. 
Uh, that is a whole bunch. And hey, if our if our favorite our favorite sheriff comes to town, he's from Whitesburg, Kentucky. KY baby. Yeah. And yeah. We ain't talking. We ain't talking your favorite substance that you sometimes have to. Well, we can't. We can't talk about here, Mike. Because, dude, I know you've it's been a family show, Jay. It's a family show. Dude, listen, you've been texting me some filthy stuff, dude, and I don't want to get in trouble. Nonsense. More nonsense. All nonsense. So so check this out. Uh, here's what we got going down. It's 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. We're going to try to keep things shorter and sweeter in 2024. We've said that before. Some of the episodes might be shorter. The good thing is, Mike, here's what I want to say, dude. Set goals and meet those goals. In 2024, or excuse me, 2023, we said we're going to do a bi-weekly show. We did not miss one episode every other week. Now, we gave you one period where we did the one in between as well, so we gave you three in a row, so we text, technically gave them an extra one. But, Mike, that's what it's about, whether it's professionally, in the truck scene, family-wise, set those goals and make them happen. 2024 is a big year. I always tell people, use your notes, write it down, whatever you want to do. I'm a big list person. Mike knows this. Yeah, I got a crazy list for every show's vape juice, scratchers, scratchers shooters, all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, the smiz at mizags. But at the end of the day, dude, you set those goals, you can X them off. That's what we're going to be doing this year. Mike, this weekend, this weekend is EBGD, also known as Eastbound Get Down. Uh, I know that you're excited, Kim. Shannon, John, you guys collectively have put a lot of work into it. What's the buzz right now that you're feeling as you get sideways into the weekend? Bro, it, it, it is, I just got off of a podcast. So, guys, do me a favor. Go check out Big Jeff Audio. They're the presenting sponsor this year for Eastbound Get Down. And um, that's what's up with the chain. Uh, it's his swag pack. Um, Big Jeff Audio. I want to thank those guys. But it is this year's year three. And the amount of emails, the amount of messages, the amount of text messages. And um, I'm just looking forward to Friday, man. Friday is going to be such a good day. Friday, of course, is setup day. Um, but there is a lot of people that are coming into town on Thursday and are getting ready and set up on Friday, ready for the show to happen Saturday and Sunday. And there's going to be a lot of people in town early. So if you plan on coming in to Eastbound Get Down and you want to come early, come on down early because there's going to be a lot of mini truckers already there. And um, there's going to be a lot of them that are actually going out to the beach on Thursday. And um, if you're not at the beach, come hang out at the, at the hotel because there's going to be a lot of people there on property at the hotel already. Remember, guys, we got uh, Jay had mentioned the Saints and Centers. Um, grill, a bar that's right there on property, but we also have um, uh, hooligans that's right there. And we also have uh, the Colts pig stand that's right there. Great food at both places. The hooligans, you can actually go in. It's a big, uh, they got the TVs, great food, great, great beverages uh, right there on property. Everything is right there, guys. So you, you, you can't miss out. It's a great, the beach is, I want to say, seven miles straight down US-1. So you runs right runs you right into the beach. It's a it's a it's a spot you don't want to miss out. Yeah. So if you are hearing this and you're a stone's throw away and you said, you know what, I want to get out of town, it's eastbound get down, G-E-T, get down show. So eastbound get down show altogether. 
you could find out more information. Mike, one of the biggest things we continue to hear is folks go, hey, all these shows are sold out. Can I get in? Bottom line is they can they can go, arrive day of, even if they're local, and they can stroll in. They just got to pay their fee. Yes, yes. Obviously, we do a we do a pre-registration like every other show. We give you a cheaper price to pre-register. Day of, we have a purple parking section. We have the red parking section. We have the pavilion parking section. So we have three different areas. And, of course, we have the stereo portion. So you choose which section you want to go to, and there's a price tag on each one. Pavilion parking is 120 The red section is 75 The um, purple section is 65 And the audio portion is 60 So you have plenty of options. You choose where you want to go, and you can come in on Friday. Go ahead and um, pay your registration. Get your window sticker. Get your armband. So when you stroll back in on Saturday or you know, it's, it's much easier when you come back in on Saturday if you already got all your window stickers and your armbands. But if you come back on, um, you could, if you get there on Friday, you can even leave your car there. We have overnight security. We got plenty of trailer parking. Everybody's asking about trailer parking. We have plenty of trailer parking. Um, it's going to be back where the spectator parking is, the same spot that it was last year. I don't, if you guys weren't there, there's going to be plenty of signs on, you know, there's a map on the website, on the event page. It shows you, it tells you where it's at. But once you get on property, there's going to be signs. There's going to be people running around in the red shirts. You're going to see them all weekend long. It's the staff, it's the crew, it's the family. And we're all there to make sure you guys have a good time. Mike, I got the I got the official, you don't know this, I stole your SIM card. I got the official Eastbound Get Down phone right here. I mean, everything okay. is getting piped right in here. And okay. we just got a late-breaking question. This guy says, hey, can I show up on Saturday? He said he's got about 600 no, 60 feet of that yellow police line caution. He said okay. he wants to basically just like rope off a big area for about 30 of their club members, but they have to all get there at the same time, right? Absolutely, especially on Saturday, especially yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, he said that they, they haven't registered or anything like hey, that. They roll said, in together, park together. It, it, it's real simple. Yeah, he said they're driving from Hialeah or something, you know, right here, right on the yep. official phone. Yeah, so, no, 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 no problem. No problem. Okay. We'll, we'll take them. The girls will take good care of them there at registration. And uh, you just roll in and they'll get you taken care of. So on this episode, you may have seen the thumbnail. We're going to have Phil Rush on. Phil is an OG mini trucker. You're going to be blown away at all the stuff that he's done. He also had a cover truck technically once, but technically twice. We break the news to him, something that happened 20 years ago this month. Stick with us to the end. I'll also tell you how many Toyota trucks grace the cover of mini trucking. So you got to stick with us to the end and I'll break that news to you guys. Mike, the overview of this episode is brought to you by our family. I know they can't make it this year, but Hammered Weekend Wear, if you want to save some money and go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com, Mike, they've got the kind of the open enrollment. And if you get in on the subscription, that's officially what it's called, uh, whether it's a banner, a hoodie, a tank top, uh, shirt, you name it, uh, you'll be able to save some loot, Mike. And, you know, that's a New Year's resolution for me eat out a little bit less, be a little bit more mindful of some of the spending. You know, people keep hacking my eBay and they're ordering all kinds of weird things that are arriving here. Uh, records and cassette tapes. I, I told my wife, I said, there's got to be, it could be Hank. You know, I'm what not about that transmission? Did that transmission show up that you needed? Nah, didn't. No? Shit, okay. Well, you Aren't you bringing that back from um, with the Lucucci weekend this weekend? Oh, wait. Uh, I was supposed to bring... All right, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I'll take care of it for you. No problem. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Hammered Weekend Wear, again, thank you for the support. 
Mike, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. Hey, now guys, y'all can see the no cheating going on, all right? I When I get it wrong, I get it wrong. So, all right, let's do this, Jay. Okay, it's a two-parter because it is 2024. Oh, so we want to we want to give you we want to give you an easy one and maybe a harder one, Mike. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So on the famous show that featured Tim the Toolman Taylor. Okay. What was Tim the Toolman Taylor's neighbor's name? Oh man. <laughs> I honestly. I don't even remember the name of the show. Oh, dude, Home Improvement, bro. You cannot say 1990s without that, brother. Well, I just told you I couldn't even remember. Hey, I just talked to Joey the other day, and Joey now, you know, (laughs) he's beating the crap out of the Dash. Oh, dude, the Dash is out. He he ripped it out. He sold the truck. Dude. Oh, hey, he sold it. The truck's going to eat. So finally, he sells a truck, and the truck's going to be at Eastbound Get Down this weekend. At yeah, the dash is out, I've heard. Oh, man. Hey, I'm wrong again because I have no idea. I don't remember. I don't. I know Tim Allen. Uh, you know, I, he was the guy that was the actor, right? Wasn't it Tim Allen? Remember when he needed the good life advice? He'd go out back, and you could never see the guy's face. You could only see half of it, kind of like this. I mean, dude. I, I don't know, man. I really don't. It was It was Wilson. Wilson. How and, can I forget that? And that goes back to Tim, the Toolman Taylor. Uh, many, many years ago, he, I think he would like talk to his neighbor or something like that, and that's how he wrote that into the show, which was kind of cool. Did you actually watch this show? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, okay, all right. Um, you know, because I remember I, it, but I don't remember it that well to be knowing who who the neighbor was that he talked to. Okay, so. Do you know who the uh, model was? This is part two. Who, who was the model that played on the show? I think it was Pamela Anderson. Yes. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I knew. I didn't an know that. I was possibly going to wrestle you to the ground. Oh, man. Thank God I knew that one. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Trivia. Give me a high Mike. five right now. The mayor is brought to you by The Spark Show. Visit The Sparks Show. Dot com every year, August in Sevierville. This is, I believe it's going to be the 11th annual. Mike, I hate to tell you this, man. I hate to break you this news. I know I was going to text you the other day, but I figured you would maybe come more unglued if I told you on the live cast deal. Um, <laughs> don't be mad, dude. Oh, never. Why would I be mad? I mean, you know my team made the playoffs, dude. <laughs> Guess what? My team made the playoffs, too, and we won our division. I don't want to hear anything about the box. Okay. <laughs> it, what if I told DJ you Maddie got what fast if I told, right now? Fast forward. Fast what forward, what fast if forward, I forward. told you Maddie got us tickets to go to Dallas, dude? Wow. What would you say? So you're not going to be able to make it to uh, Eastbound Get Down this weekend. What would you say? I would say fucking have a good time, bro. That's why I was testing you because I thought you were going to come unglued and you get a tick mark. No. I'm coming to no. Eastbound Get Down. No. I would go to Dallas and watch the Green Bay Packers and the, and the Dallas Cowboys play I, before I go to damn Eastbound Get Down. I told Maddie this guy will start a Texas tornado. There will be freaking bellowing <laughs> smoke. I said I'll never hear the end of it. But, hey, I just want to let you know, I may have to peel out of town a little early on Sunday. I'm still going to get all the coverage Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, because you know where I'm going to be at 4.30 on Sunday. 
Where are you going to be at 4.30 on Sunday? Right out here on this couch. No. Tuned in to, to hopefully, hey, hopefully the pack. <laughs> Dude, you cannot tell me Jordan Love did not exceed expectations. Uh, absolutely. And actually, I've seen a thing today that said the Green Bay Packers are the youngest team in the NFL history to make the playoffs. Since they've been keeping that stat since the 70s, which I'm like, dude, who are these stat keepers? Dude, what a dumbest stat ever. Who cares? Yeah, Just go out and win, okay? Just go out good. and win. Hey, go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Yo, go, my man. And best of luck to your team as well. Um, Check this out, Mike. Uh ODB live and uncut. I just want to tell people, let the good times roll this year. And I want to also t- tip my cap to Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. Did you see the attitude check? Artwork? Artwork from Graphic Disorder. Yeah. I mean, come on. Graphic Disorder, they, they come through every, every, every time. They never disappoint. Listen, I said this last year. I got to do better. I, when we don't, if we don't cover a show, it, it's no slight against said show. There are a lot of shows out there, and I don't even know if I'm going to keep up with the calendar as close as I did last year because I don't know if anybody really. I think most people get their info from Facebook in terms of you can go on there and go to the calendar and see all your events. But I failed to talk about Joey's show last year, and I want to let him know I appreciate him. Um, attitude check. I always want to say altitude check, but it's attitude check. Joey Dilworth. But Mike, most importantly, if you're a show promoter like Eastbound Get Down, or you're a brand and you want to get some skate decks, everyone loves displaying these things in the man cave, the wool man caves. Hit up Joey Dilworth. And Mike, you just got to plan ahead because Joey's got more and more orders coming in every year. That is correct because uh, the decks that you're going to see at Eastbound Get Down, they are from Mr. Joey Dilworth. Yep, and they're, um, you know, they're what, like, ten, how much are they, $10? Well, for you, they're $100. But I, for right. everybody else, for everybody else, they're going to be $60. 60 or we'll do two for 150 you know what I'm saying? Let's just, Mike, let's just cut the deal right now. Well, you know what? I'll even do one better. I'll do two for 130 Nice. Okay. Okay. And then, you know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. You know what I mean? Like a couple of scratchers on the side and, you know, double it up. All right. So are we going to do dollar scratchers or $5 scratchers? <sighs> Fives, a minimum, minimum five, okay. dude. All right. Well, hey, I, I just asked it. I like the 10. I prefer the $10 scratchers. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Again, thanks, Joey, at uh, Get Decked. Hit them up if you want to get skate decks made. If you have your loved one, that you want to put uh, their vehicle on a skate deck. Joey will do orders as minimum of as one as, as my understanding still, but hit them up, get with them, get decked underscore VA. Mike, the only scene update that I want to cover this week is something really I wanted to cover last week. I can't say enough that how excited I am about mini truck and magazine coming back. They announced something big. And what was that recently that they announced? You can go out there and do what Mike? Well, you can subscribe, and because we didn't um, talk about this before, hats off to these guys for bringing it back, one, and two, getting over a 1,000 subscriptions already. To me, that is that shows that many truckers want and will support a magazine, and yeah, so look- hats, off to, hats off to those guys. Yeah, Logan Wade and Matt McCoy – they're really spearheading this. And I talked, I was on the phone. I can't talk about a lot of it, 
but with uh, DJ Mays, right? One of our favorite DJs, DJ and all these different shows. And what Mays said that he is so uh, excited about with what Logan and Matt are doing, they're involving the key players. They're, they're not putting any politics in it. They're not saying, well, this or that. They're, you know, They're trying to get the lineage, which is a Ronnie word, um, back to maybe some of the original guys, maybe a Brian McCormick, maybe he'll do something. Um, you know, th- they're going, they're going after the right folks. And what I've tried to do is really keep, keep out of it because what I don't want to do is I don't want to be the guy, as I told you, Mike, I don't want to be like, Hey man, you should do this. You should do this. Certainly Logan has reached out and he's like, Hey Jay, would you be willing to do this? It's like, boom, you know, I don't want to dictate the way things should go. I truly believe we're in good hands and I'm not talking about, you know, all state, all state. Oh, okay. Uh, because I got state farm now, but the thing I would say is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of these guys for, for doing it. They're putting their necks on the line, but I'm more proud or, or as proud of the mini truck scene, Mike, as you said, over a thousand subscriptions, you could do the math, even if you're not good at math and you could say, look, the capital is there. Hopefully this year they're going to produce the three. We know they will. I'm guessing they'll go quarterly next year. We'll see how that goes. Let's not put the cart in front of the horse. We all know that they can do it. I'm excited. I want we're subscribers. Don't want any discount. Just want to support the cause. And I ask that if you if you can do that, remember what I always say: ask not what the scene can do for you. Ask what you can do for the scene. A little playoff of the JFK, rest in peace, uh, famous saying: mini truckandmag.net. Mike, that's all they need to know. Twenty five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know exactly what you're saying. And then also, I know that they put a, uh, a thing out there about ads in Mini Trucking Magazine. So if you're a business, you're a company, you're in the scene, be a part of it and go out and put an ad in that magazine. That'll also help support that magazine as well. And let's say you're a little low on the cash. The, the, the holidays are just past us and you go, yo, I want to support the cause minitruckandmag.net. You could buy a sticker as low as five bucks. They have three different colors. Again, they've got the right players involved. I think this can can really grow, and we're excited to see what they, they do um, for our truck scene. Well, hey, Jay, with that being said, since you brought up Mini Trucking Magazine, we will have at Eastbound Get Down Mini Trucking Magazine pick that was painted, designed, put together, made up, whatever you want to call it, absolutely beautiful road sign best of uh, pick by none other than Thad Cunningham. And um, that's going to be given away this weekend at East ba- Eastbound Get Down. And our girl Michelle Boone is going to be there representing Mini Trucking Magazine, and she's going to be making that pick. Uh, so make sure you guys are there and uh, got those lives, rides cleaned up and uh, ready to be shot because she's going to be um, ca- uh, capturing uh, features. Uh, for them as well. Yeah, and rest in peace to Michelle Boone's. Was it her mother? It was her mother, yes. That passed away. And, um, you know, Michelle, I, we know you and Dusty may hear this as you drive down. We love you guys. You guys support the scene. Uh, I know it's tough to lose a family a member, a parent, any time of the year. But around the holidays, we know it's extra difficult. So keep your head up, girl. We see what you're doing. The scene needs people like you. And uh, you guys are good kinfolk. And Mike, you didn't pay me to say that, right? Uh, no, I did not pay you to say that. Did Dusty pay you? 
Dusty uh, paid no, no, no. Definitely <laughs> Boones did not pay us anything to say yeah, that. I know. Uh, but definitely look forward to seeing her so I can give her a nice big hug uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Mike, that's the only scene update that I want to cover this week, but I want to thank Garage Gear Clothing. This year, they're going to have their new trailer at shows nationwide. If you can't make it to one of the shows, go on garagegearclothing.com, show them some love, buy something, let them know in the notes that OLP sent you. If you're at one of these shows nationwide, go up to their trailer, buy something, let them know that you appreciate them. They are a great family-owned company, garagegearclothing.com. Hey, Mike, I don't have, do have some they do have some free shipping, I do believe, as well. If you spend that Ben Frank, they've got it now. And I like that because you know what, guys? Uh, we don't talk enough about this. Shipping costs. costs. <laughs> Dude, they paid the costs to be the bosses. The shipping costs have really risen. And, and I hate that, you know, uh, even us as a small business, if you want to call us that, we, you know, the shipping stuff, I know, believe me, it, it, it irks us to have to pay what we have to pay, but it's certainly not cheap. And what they've had to do is move away from the totally free shipping model to something that says, Hey, if you go and buy five shirts or four shirts, maybe a hat, boom, they can eat the cost at that point. So, but Mike, I don't have any industry updates that I really want to cover this week. I mean, there's a lot of recalls going on and all that stuff. But we do want to thank someone that I think is going to have an amazing show this year, Mike. We're continuing to see great social media presence. But the freaking weekend, you were there last year. Let, let, let's call that like the official wrap-up of the summer, man. Hey, wrap-up of the summer. All I know is, is that's the that's a perfect name for that weekend. It was a freaking weekend, man. We had a great time. And I mean, I've said it time and time before. I love going to shows where you stay there. Show is right there. The beach is right there. Restaurants are right there. Everything is right there. You don't have to get back in your car and leave and go anywhere. Everything is all right there. The, the pool, the pool party, the after party. I mean, it is, it's off the chain. It's a freaking uh, weekend it's a freaking party and it's a great damn time trip definitely knows what the hell he's doing uh, year one was was a blast and i can only imagine what year two is going to be like but i know olp is going to be there so you know it's going to be a good time it's going to be um it's going to be live and uncut it's gonna be crazy mike i'm also waiting someone that was there has footage of you breakdancing they said you were shot out of the cannon and I'm trying to get the footage. They said that you would lay down the cardboard and all that, but I don't know if we're ever going to get it. Well, supposedly I was told it was sent to you, and I don't know if you received it or not, but they told me that they did send it to you. Dude, um, and then I was also in the belly flop contest because there's also a belly flop contest at the after at the after party, and so uh, you know that supposedly had, you got they got they sent you the footage of that as well. Yeah, I've got I've got a BlackBerry over here. That's the official Eastbound Get Down phone, so I can't even get like text messages anymore or anything. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Okay. The BlackBerry service is all shut down. So, well, hopefully we're, we're we excited. have a good enough year this year where we can upgrade the the BlackBerry to to you know at least an iPhone seven. Yeah, just go buy a shirt at Eastbound Get Down, buy a Ooh. sticker, buy a skate deck because you guys have a, a, a very uh, a plethora of, of merch. Are you doing the special hats and stuff too? Uh, we got beanies, we got hats, we got skate decks, we got stickers, we got license plates, uh, we got shirts. Uh, we we got it. We got it all covered there at Eastbound Get Down, buddy. 
Now, the freaking with an I-N, so leave off the G, thefreakingweekend.com, Mike, they also have Ooh, the new Biloxi Knights in the, the freaking yes. jersey. So this, I think, is going to be one of those things that, especially us in the South, you know, you think about baseball being down here, the, the, the warmer weather. I know it's in Arizona, too, but, you know, in the southern states, this is something I can get behind. I love a nice jersey. And these jerseys on the freaking weekend look damn good. So shout out to Trip, and um, you can go on here and book a freaking room. I mean, dude, how cool is that, bro? I just love the way he's used freaking for everything and and everything that he he advertises. It's perfect. I mean, it's the perfect dude, name. It's it's the gimmick, man. The gimmick is good, dude. Don't be saying that word too loud too too loud around Shannon because I heard back in the day that like you were freaking like back when Bubba had sponges and stuff ah, the clubs okay. and stuff I heard you were freaking the spot you know you were freaking getting crazy yes. so I know that word sometimes brings up like PTSD for her you know what I mean uh-huh. oh absolutely absolutely but that's all right we won't talk about that yep so Mike uh next we got the show updates and look we may be missing something here but all I can think of on my head off the top of my head is we've got Eastbound get down this weekend which is in yep. Ormond Beach Technically, it's De- Destination Daytona Complex, and it is a Harley Davidson. I think it's the largest one. It's the world's largest Harley Davidson dealership. Yes, sir. It's right so on you the can, 95. You can't miss it. You could go there, like after you buy your Eastbound Get Down merch, if you want to go get, you know, like a vest or gloves or whatever, you can just kind of walk in there. But after that, Mike, we've got After Dark. And yes. that show obviously, you know, kind of comes from the realm that you and your team would put on in the past. We've talked about that soul. That show has been passed off and sold to some new folks, and they're going to be putting that on pretty soon. Yep. Yes, sir. And hey, OLP is going to be there, man. So you know it's going to be a damn good time. But who doesn't like going to a nighttime show? You ain't got to worry about it being hot. That's for damn sure. So make sure you guys go out and support uh, the After Dark guys. And um, the After Dark remix, I believe, is what they are, uh, what their their uh, their title in it. Yeah, and if you go on Facebook and type in After Dark, I'm seeing it as After Dark with one as one word, and then 2024. That's going to bring you to Saturday, February 17th, 2024. Of course, four to ten, so it's that that six hour period. There's some VIP spot potential opportunities you need to get with them and post in that group. If you want to take advantage of that, if not, there'll be some general parking. I'm sure it will fill up. Uh, before that, though, a couple weeks, I do think Angie Ellis, I think my wife said that her family, and they were kind of sick in the household, so they pushed back the Portillo's Cruise in, which is a local Tampa thing. Uh, that was going to be this past weekend. It's going to, I think, push out a couple weeks. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Obviously, that's a local meet. Um, now, I almost forgot to mention this, too. So... Uh, Dragon the Alley, February 3rd. How can we forget Dragon the Alley, man? My boys, Aftermath, man, it's the bowling tournament. Yeah, and Christian even hit me up, and he goes, yo, if Mike forgets this, he goes, bro, I'm going to – he goes, dude, he said he had brass knuckles made out of billet. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, Christian, listen, dude, last year Dragon the Alley was a blast, okay? I didn't even bowl. I hung out with the crew. I got the pizza. The food was good. The atmosphere at that location, I think some of it's been remodeled. Certainly, if you're a mini trucker, I know we can't make them all. I'm not 100% sure if I can make it this year, but I will tell you, it is a good club, fun-filled weekend. Not even a weekend. It's just a day, and it's a cruise in, so there's no fee to park out there. Everybody hangs out until it's kind of kickoff time where you roll in. Now, obviously, there's a fee for your club or your crew. 
if you want to bowl. I believe it's $75, if I'm not mistaken. And you can't beat that for two or three hours of, of bowling. Yep. So everybody yep. pitch in, you know, and get it, get you and a scratcher. They have, they'll have the top 10 trophies and they'll have some best ofs as well. Yeah. Get you a scratcher. If you win a hundred, then boom, then, then you got 25 in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now Lone Star Throwdown. I just want to remind everyone, listen, we know it's sold out. Come on out. We've, we've asked people to bring more mini trucks. There's going to be some sick ones there. I can already tell you. Uh, if you just go to LoneStarThrowdown.com and you look at the title photo, like and you see how many people and how many vendors, this is really the mecca for the truck world that weekend. 44 days away at the time of this recording, February 23rd, 24th, 25th, in Conroe. Mike, they cannot sleep on this. I'm telling you, it's going to be the event to be at this year. If you missed out, you didn't get the pre-registration, that's okay. Come in. Get your spectator armband. I believe it's $20 for the weekend for the three days because it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Pay your 20 bucks. It's going to be the best 20 bucks you've ever spent. $20 make you, what is the word? Holla. Boom, dude. Next, we got the podcast updates. Look, all the merch was shipped. I did make a mistake. I had it on the spreadsheet. It was missed. So we're working back to potentially, looks like we're going to do a small order to true up the few people that did not get the hoodies, but I'm telling you one of our favorite designs of all time. I listen, I'm going to tell everybody this t-shirt merch business is not easy, especially in our team. <laughs> everybody has up their game. Okay. Yeah. We love the hammered weekend wears. We love the garage gears. There's plenty out there for everyone, but I'm telling you when you see as many people that bought this shirt and these stickers and the hoodies and banners, we cannot thank you guys enough. When, when people like Chris at CNS Metalworks say, hey, it's my favorite design. I love it. Dude, it makes us feel good because, listen, you know, Mike and Shannon put a lot of time into this. We do as well. Uh, this helps pay some of the bills, you know, with the fees that I pay for some of the um, the editing software, the, the, the fees now with the streaming stuff we're doing. It really all goes back to that, and we can't thank you guys enough. If you don't want to pay the shipping, come see us at After Dark or at Lone Star Throwdown. We'll be there. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, hats off. And thanks for the support because um, when we uh, when we got that order, um, Shannon's like, holy shit, there's like four pages worth of orders. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 57 um, actual orders that we shipped out uh, for that. And uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a good one. And it took us a while. There's a lot of shirts to fold. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I thank you for the efforts. You think about it was around Christmas. You got your home watch business. You guys are ramping up for Eastbound. So um, it doesn't go unnoticed. So I, I thank you, Mike. Oh, absolutely. Always, brother. We, we, are, we are happy to be a part of this. And thank you for everything that you do, uh, especially with all this, because I can't do all this. So Dude. you doing this, it, it makes it that much better. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, the podcast update is brought to you by Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X mafia.com if you need stickers or need to reprint some old stickers talk to buddy mike last but not least we got the eastbound get down faq oh another one and, I like and listen i'm gonna throw this one on you if you okay. just think real quick what are like if you if you had to go elevator pitch what are the top three questions that you just are getting maybe not every year but this year what what are the stuff you still you and shannon keep getting okay the first question is about registration Yes, guys, come out starting Friday at 10 a.m. You can come out and you can register. Get your armbands, get your window stickers. 
Um, like I said earlier, pavilion parking, 120, red parking area, 75, purple parking, 65, and then stereo is 60, okay? So that's probably the number one question. Number two question, is there trailer parking? We have plenty of trailer parking. And you're going to see, when you get to the show, you're going to see plenty of signs and there's going to be plenty of people there, the crew, the family, the, the team, whatever you want to call us, they're going to be there to direct you and lead you in the right direction. Right. So you're saying when I pull in the parking lot, I shouldn't just yep. immediately, because I got a flip phone, okay. I shouldn't just flap the deal open and look for my, my speed dial and call Mike Burry and be like, hey, man, I'm here. Uh, no, you where, don't have where to. Where do I go? You don't even have to waste your time to do that. You just oh, follow, the, follow the signs. There's plenty of signs that are going to be out oh, there. Signs. And yes, follow I didn't the know signs. signs. Dude, there's going to be signs, I'm telling you. And then all of our guys are all going to have red hoodies on, okay? And uh, red shirts, red hoodies. And if you can't find, see the signs or miss the signs, just look for one of those guys and they'll be able to help you. We're going to change up a little bit. There's going to be a little bit different as far as where the food vendors are going to be set up this year. The vendors are going to be set up a little bit different this year. So you guys will notice we got more parking on the red section area because a lot of people want to park on the red side um, around the pavilion. Uh, we will have a few spots available for, uh, for the pavilion. We opened up some more spots. We actually do have some more vendors underneath there. Don't forget about our club challenge. Uh, we have the club challenge. And basically the club challenge is, is there's a list and it's all over social. It's all on our social media. It's on our website. It's on our event page that you can go and it's to help our charity. Our charity is uh, Sophie's uh, Dog Rescue and the club that brings in the most items that's on that list is gonna win a $200 uh, gift card for hooligans that's right there on property and they're gonna have a table for you and your club, uh, 7.30 Saturday night, a section already roped off, you just come in, hey, we're the winning team, blah, 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 and then uh, they're gonna show you where your table's at and you'll have $200. Uh, to spend for you and your your club there Saturday night and the hooligans is right there on property so you you don't have to go far and um, so we're gonna do that we're gonna do the decks for dogs so it's also we got all these different artists that have painted all these decks they got the slam fest logos all kinds of different ideas all, I mean, we've been posting all these different uh, decks up on the pages as well and we're gonna have that auction on 1:30 on Saturday. All the money that's raised from the decks for dogs is going to go to Sophie Circle. And Sophie Circle is a dog rescue. It's a local uh, not-for-profit dog rescue right there in Ormond Beach. And they come out. This is the third year that they're going to come out. And last year, I believe it was $7,500 that we raised for them. And now they're going to come back out. And a plus, I believe, over 1,500 items last year as well. So we're going to do that again. And, of course, don't forget about our pre-party on Friday night because that was the other question. Where's the pre-party Friday night? It's right there on property at Saints and Centers. And it, of course, it's sponsored by Atlantic Truck City, our truck meet, Atlantic City Truck Meet. And of course, Mark is going to be, he's coming down. He actually talked to me earlier. Uh, we're going to have a cornhole tournament there as well. And we're going to have DJ Mays there playing. And it, that's going to be from 7 to 10 uh, over there at Saints and Centers. So make Excellent. sure you guys are over there for that as well. Yeah, we got to thank CNS Motorworks. Again, CNS Motorworks. Uh, CS-Metalworks on uh, the web or CNS-Metalworks on Instagram if you need air suspension, including AccuAir, Universal Air, bags, hit up Chris and I'll take care of you. Mike, the last question I have is I've been getting these direct messages, okay? And I know you're not, you and Shannon aren't busy at all, but uh. these people keep, like, have you guys been just proactively mes messaging everybody? It's just going, hey, 
We need um. Hey, can you send a cash app a fifty dollar right now? Jay, I have to say this has been the worst year as far as these scammers, these um, troll, whatever the heck you want to call these guys, and it's been all over the event page. And I actually had a guy call me or actually email, hey, can you call me, please? They came to this. They've been to the show two year, the you know, the first two years. You guys were super nice. Met you at the show. You guys were super nice. Never asked for any money other than, you know, when you pre-registered and so on. I've been emailed and emailed and emailed and private messaged asking that you have to send. Guys, we are not going to send anything to you asking you for money. So please do not send nobody money. Okay. Eastbound Get Down is not going to ask you for money um, or send you messages or private messages telling you you have to message up. You have to send us. Uh, PayPal or, or Cash App because it's it's been Cash App. We don't even have Cash App. We have PayPal and everything's run through PayPal. Can so, you cash out me some money, a couple bucks <laughs> just for the weekend, man? Oh my God. It, it has been insane. So yes, guys, please do not send nobody money. Yep. And don't send... Listen, I'm going to tell everybody this. Look, this is a public service announcement. D- listen, t- please, if you get text messages, you know, your, your, your UPS couldn't be delivered... All these links, be careful, look at the links, and I'm telling you guys, spend a few minutes. Turn on the two-factor authentication. It's a 2FA is the acronym. Sometimes it's called multi-factor authentication, MFA. There's two acronyms. Turn this stuff on. I'm going to tell you, he may not want me to mention this, but my buddy Kirk went over to Mecham. That doesn't really have anything to do with it, but he took a couple photos, and he went to send them to me, and he realized he was signed out of Messenger. And he's like, well, that's weird. Try to go to Facebook. He signed out a messenger. His his Facebook got hacked. And I'm telling you, Mike knows just trying to reset a password. You get into this, somebody steals your account and then they change their password and stuff. When you have that two-factor authentication turned on, even if you go to change your own password, it sends a text message to you. They're not going to be able to clone your phone and somehow unless they steal your phone. But think about it. You're going to have your phone with you. So if you have to change a password or someone... Uh, steals your password, however they do it, when they go to change it, it's going to send you a text. And it's like, was that you? No. You know, so I use the Microsoft authentication app, but I'm telling you, I hear more and more people. You could see it on Instagram. If somebody puts something up, oh, I just made a million dollars on Bitcoin and I paid off my house. Immediately report the account, unfollow. That account has been hacked. And I'm telling you, more and more people are getting hacked. And I just try to tell people, turn on the two-factor authentication that's my public service announcement for this week. This is like the other day I told you. Uh, I got the text message and phone calls from PayPal. PayPal, supposedly PayPal, and it wasn't even a real person, and they wanted me to send them this code, and yeah. they kept sending me this code. You sent it and, right away, right? Oh, I sent it right away, absolutely. And for some <laughs> reason, I don't know why, but all my money in my PayPal account was gone. So what did you it, send it your I have a photo of my social, like in my phone. I just text that too. You just text that too? <laughs> Dude. Might as well go ahead and send them your bank routing number too. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're just kidding, everyone. Listen, be be diligent, Mike. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for um, for watching and or listening. Please, if you can, tap on the hashtag Eastbound Get Down on Instagram or EBGD two zero two four. If you click on those, hit follow. So all of these posts that we're going to be making this weekend, you'll see them kind of curated extra into your feed. Um, There's going to be a lot of cool stuff there. Thad is coming all the way uh, from Pennsylvania. Again, 
But Mike, I also want to thank Daniel Smith. I know he has stepped yes. up with SmithWorks. Gooch is coming from what Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So yep. if you if you start going 10, 11, 12 states, I mean, I'm proud of what this team's put together. I'm not even a part of it. Mike always says I am. I just like to give Mike a hard time. And I can tell you this: it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be high 60s, low 70s. All this whole chill down stuff, it was all a gimmick. We're we're eastbound in sunshine and down in this weekend, dog. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that that's what I'm hoping for. And I definitely want to, uh, you know, give a shout out to, of course, Big Jeff Audio uh, for is our title sponsor. Uh, we're uh, eastbound. Get down is powered by AccuWear um, air suspension. They're going to be there. Lowrider Depot's coming all the way from Mass. So he's uh, Nick's going to be there. Um, Stingray Chevrolet once again sponsoring and supporting us. They're our stage sponsor. Rogue Car Audio is going to be there. As always, they're our stereo sponsor, um, title sponsor for our stereo portion. So, guys, we got some great people coming out here. We got a lot of vendors this year. We got a lot of food vendors. Uh, so make sure you guys come out, support the vendors, come out, have a good time. And uh, it's going to be a great – it's going to be great. I can't wait. All right. And before we wrap this segment up, I just want to let everybody know we're going to have Phil Rush on. And this is his truck. So if you happen to be watching this on – um, on YouTube right now, Costly Obsession, September 97 cover truck. Stick with us to the end. Again, I'm going to share with you guys uh, and ladies how many Toyota trucks have graced the cover, uh, including what number in that total uh, fills was. So with that being said, Mike, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you. And go, Pat, go. I know you want your bucks to win. Stay on the rise, everyone. Hey, stay low and see you all this weekend at Eastbound Get Down. Ormond Beach, Florida, Destination Daytona. Be there. See ya. See ya Friday, starting at 10 a.m. Hey, hey, it's ODB. And before we roll into the interview with Phil Rush, I wanted to remind everyone, after you listen to this via your favorite podcast app, please go out on our YouTube channel, click subscribe. There is an opportunity to become a member. And uh, you will find in 2024, the members will get additional benefits via YouTube, including ad-free audio and early access to some of our interviews as we go through 2024. I also want to thank Southeast Mini Trucking Nationals. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, you see on the screen, it is April 29th through the 21st of 2024. It's presented by Airlift Performance, and we can't thank Jason Bell and team enough for their continued contributions. Uh, this truck show started back in uh, 1990. It's, of course, changed hands a couple times as well. And we certainly appreciate uh, the partnership. In addition, there is one additional thing that I wanted to mention. I know um, LMC from Lowest Common Denominator Podcast, also known as LCD Podcast, uh, he shared this with me. And I will tell you that I saw Shannon Bullis uh, share it as well. The uh, the lady that was behind Mini Nats, I think it was Charlie's wife, she has passed away. So I'll share a little bit more information on the next episode. But she really was a staple in our scene. And my understanding, again, in the past, LCD uh, podcast has broken this down. Uh, LMC, which is Lee, uh, he has also broken this down in the past. He knows a lot of that rich history from this area. But of course, I think they went through the divorce. 
there ended up being two shows back in the day for those that remember. And that led to the competing shows, I guess you would kind of say, but uh, rest in peace to her. Again, we will share more information. I would jump over right now and show you some of what was shared, but uh, I'm actually, you know what, let me do that really quick. And then we'll get into the interview. Uh, I'll jump over on my Facebook. I didn't have it prepared. So here you go. Uh, as we wrap up the segment, Sandra Thacker, she was 73 years old and uh, she passed away on Sunday, January 7th, 2024. So rest in peace to her. Again, thanks to Jason Bell. We'll be at Mini Nats. We do know that the the admissions are sold out, right? The registrations, if you will, but you could still come out. It's free to cruise. You can spectate. There's going to be tons of awesome merch via Mini Truck and Nats and the Mini Trucker Union, right? That's the same brand. So uh, go show them some love. Without further ado, enough talking ODB. Let's roll into Phil Rush's audio. Again, if you're on the road listening to this, certainly go back and view it uh, via YouTube as well because you're going to get a great visual of some of the stuff. And something we share with Phil that he did not know that happened 20 years ago this month as it relates to his truck that went to Japan. With that being said, I am ODB. We are Peace. Hey, hey, as I stated just a moment ago, super excited to sit down with our next guest. And we're doing, as I said, in 2024, more of the video content here on YouTube. But we've got Phil Rush. Phil, thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. I love to do it. Hey, so I got to ask you this. Share a little bit about yourself, kind of maybe where you grew up, and then we'll move into some of the questions around sure. our favorite topic, mini trucks. Well, I was born and raised in Southern California. So I grew up in the 50s. That's when I was born. And the 60s. And uh, basically, I lived in the same house from age five to age, oh, I'd say 19, when okay. my mom still let me live at home because I was going to college. And that was one of her rules. You can't stay here unless you're going to school. So um, I was raised by a single mother. And my hat's off to her. May she rest in peace. And my dad was a great guy, too. So, and he's rest in peace, too. They're both passed quite a while ago. Quite a, quite, quite a while ago. Can't even talk. Yeah. Uh, I was born in 51. My mom was 40. My dad was 48. But they looked didn't look their age, thank God. Because I think <laughs> I've inherited that. Because I'm 72 now. Wow. And, well, congrats. Uh, you don't look 72. <laughs> people tell me. Because I guess it's semi-clean living. Um Never did drugs, never smoked, but I used to drink, but I gave it up. Yeah. Um, and I spent basically all my life in Southern California until I was uh, 68, 69. And uh, my wife and I got a bug and she decided she wanted to retire. And I said, well, we can't afford to live in California uh, if you're going to retire. Because I was working for a Mercedes-Benz dealer at the time. I've gone Got through it. a lot. I think in an earlier talk, I went through a lot of evolutions. I mean, 30 sure. years of the computer business and worked my way up to the top and all that. And then because of an unfortunate car accident, my life kind of took a left turn, but it's actually turned out to be good. While I was recovering, I turned my hobby into a business, which then became Relaxed Customs. And what led me into all that was my hobby 
which was my wife used to say, Phil can't keep his hands off of any vehicle. He has to customize everything he owns. Mm-hmm. And I think I've owned probably over 40 vehicles in my life. But wow. and everything I've ever owned has always been me customizing it. Okay. And how I got involved in the, if you want to ask me another question, how I got involved in mini trucking, that's a interesting story there too. Yeah, I want to talk about that, but here's where I'm intrigued. So you go back to the era that you were born in and it's unique because with you having your mini truck ties, I want to kind of know, like we hear so much about the Southern um, mini truck or the, the Southern culture in general, the car culture. Oh yeah. And I had yeah. Damien Fulton on who did the, if you ever read any of the um, BMX magazines, he had radical Rick. He did the character. And All he my did, sons did. They yeah, were major it, BMX people before they came motocross guys. So. Yeah, when you think back to the era with the music, you know, the Beach Boys, the surfboards, the Woodies, all mm-hmm. of that. Do you have fond memories surfer, of that era? Surfer, that's me. There you. That's <laughs> see. That's hair. what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, blonde hair, and yeah, it kind of went along with the tan and all the guys that I grew up with. It was kind of cool. My era was nice because I was able to go to grammar school. Junior high, well, they called it junior high then. Now it's middle school. Right. Uh, high school with the guys that I grew up with. And the only time we parted company was when we went to college. They all went to different schools or went in the military or, or whatever. And uh, uh, my first car was a 1955 Chevy Bel Air. I sent you pictures of it. Well, yep. some of the pictures. Yeah, and I want to show people because here's here's one yeah. of the things that we can do, and this is why we want to get more into this content. Uh, it's a it was a '55, right? Yeah, it was a '55 Chevy Bel Air. I was lucky because it didn't have the window posts. Um, I helped a neighbor across the street. His name was Bill. He was three years older than I was, so from age 15, uh, I started helping. He asked me to come over and help him, you know, do something. And then after that, I kind of caught the bug. And I, so I started helping him build the car. And basically it. it was when he had it, first had it, it was a piece of crap. And then so he used to drag me to junkyards back in the day when they would say, okay, go back there. There might be some parts you want. And you went, walk back with your toolbox, standing in, you know, ankle deep mud or whatever, and uh-huh. taking parts off of old cars to put them on the 55. So we rebuilt the motor. He taught me how to, he taught me probably most of what I knew about cars. He taught me all about engines, tearing them apart, rebuilding them. And he, I was just his gopher in his garage. He'll go it. get me this wrench. Go get me that wrench. Cause that's how I learned what a spanner wrench was, what a pickle fork was, the difference between a, you know, a flathead and a Phillips head screwdriver. And I mean, I learned all of this stuff from him. Now and is this, I want to ask Go you ahead. this. Was this like kind of before or after the era of like when American Graffiti came out? That was before because that was in the 60s. Uh, and the it was like I was 15. So I was like 65, Got 66. It. And that was the Surfer, Beach Boys, uh, you know, Dick Dale and the Deltones and all of that stuff. Yes. And I was also a drummer, too. So I would play, you know, this all kinds of music. Uh, I used to, another thing too, is in my neighborhood, there was two bands and one across the street. I used to sub when their drummer wouldn't show up. I was only 14 or 15 and I would uh-huh. sit in when the, 
they became the Iron Butterfly, if anybody knows who they are. And I got a DeVita and they did all that. So I used to sit in in this garage, a garage band. Oh, yeah. And sub when their drummer wouldn't show up. And then I had another uh, band around the corner that was all surfer music. And I used to sit in for them. It was kind of fun. So I, I had a very interesting life. Uh, didn't come from parents who had very much money. And so I had to work from age 10. I was a paper boy. Then I learned how to do concrete. And I was a hod carrier. Well, people know what a hod carrier is. It's a guy who carries all the the stuff for the guys that are laying the bricks. So I was doing that. You know, I was age 12 doing that. So it's like I grew up in kind of a, you'd say a rough time. But for me, it was fun. Got and it. so when my buddy across the street became 18, of course, he was fair game for the, the selective service when they had that for Vietnam. He got drafted and he came across the street and said to my mom, I don't want my car sitting at the base. I want to sell it to Phil. So I'm in my bedroom going, oh, please say yes. Because <laughs> I'm like 16, 17 years old going, yeah. So, yeah, I bought that car for 500 bucks. Wow. And, uh, and it needed paint and body work and all kinds of, we did all the, the mechanical. So it actually ran. Um, and, uh, yeah, I bought it. And then I started working on it in my mom's garage and driveway and doing the body work and the interior because it the interior was nasty. Um, when I got done with it, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, but I put, I went to a junkyard, got bucket seats out of some car. I don't remember what it was painted them with that vinyl paint that you can paint stuff with. And yeah, did the whole interior, did the, did the body work. Then I took it to a paint shop, had it painted. That's the picture that you saw. Oh yeah. That was the bug. I got, that was the, that planted the seed. <laughs> yeah. One of my dad and I, our favorite artist was running or uh, Tom Petty running down a dream is one of my favorite songs. And I love at the beginning of the song when he says it was a beautiful day, the sun beat down. I had the radio on, I was driving trees went by me and Dell were singing little runaway. And of course that's Dell Shannon, but that mm -hmm. of course reminds me, of course I didn't grow up in Southern California, but when I think back to the car culture and some of the things you're describing, jumping on the surfboard, you know, oh, the yeah. ladies and all of that era, it just was pretty cool. And then, Oh, by the way, a lot of the cruise spots and stuff, do you have any memories of going uh, down to those spots? Uh, Van Nuys Boulevard uh, was a big, you know, cruise night on Friday night. Yep. And uh, because I had my car, my 55 Chevy, my next door neighbor, Rick Wilkins, who I grew up with, who still is my best friend today. Uh, uh, he had a 56 and he painted it the same color as my car. I was like, well, that's a compliment. Then my buddy across the street, Tim Bertram, he had a 57. And we used to, you know, sneak out on Friday nights and, somebody buy us beer and we go to a park and they said, we should start a car club. And I said, yeah, I got a great name, basic boozers. You know, it was like, <laughs> they're like, what? I said, well, we're kind of basic guys and we like to drink beer. So we actually had the stencil made up for our windows and we're going to high school, you know, high school, sure, sure. high school. And yeah, it was kind of cool. I remember uh, they were Catholic. I was Protestant and they were strict Catholic. They went to Catholic school up until high school. So then we all ended up going to high school together. So awesome. we'd go in the parking lot and we'd pull in. I'd be my 55. Rick is next to me in the 56 and Tim's next to him in his 57. 
um yeah that's kind of cool and then we had another Dude, friend that's the era um yeah that we grew up with um and, sorry his first name was tim bowden tim bowden and he was really big into because we did all i did all the shops he did all the you know auto shop and metal sure. shop and wood shop and he had a 57 nomad that he built with the 409 and it was like scary loud i mean he used to come down our street my mom used to shake the windows and she'd go what the heck is that you know I'm like oh that's just tim <laughs> yeah he's and, that's, his, uh, that's his call yeah um, he ended up going to vietnam but fortunately he survived but he came back and i think he probably had aged orange because he died of cancer a couple of years ago and yeah, well, rest in peace to your friend. And yeah. I know, you know, for his, thank from for his service. I know. I believe you told me prior your father was also in the service. Yeah. So rest rest in peace and thanks for his um, yeah. service. And when now, I was in the computer business, half of my career was aerospace uh, defense. So I a lot of my background is what we call black, where I had you know top secret clearance. I had the highest clearance that a civilian can get. So I worked with the military, the Pentagon. I was very fortunate in my career. I was all over the world. Uh, it was kind of cool. And there's a lot of stuff. I worked for three-letter uh, acronym agencies that right. have an I in the middle, uh, CIA, DIA, and I worked for the FBI. I did a lot of really cool stuff. So I kind of, that was my way because, unfortunately, I had an accident when I was a kid and cut off some fingers. And when I went to the Selective Service board meeting when you're 18 you have to go check in back then okay and rick and i went together and he's like oh you're a and he looks at me and he and he looks me up and down and then he looks at my hand and he goes i'm oh, sorry son you're 4f i was like what <laughs> what do you mean a 4f he goes yeah you got three fingers two fingers missing you know half of them i'm like crap you know i mean i wanted to join I would, didn't want the army to have me. I was going to be a Marine, but that didn't wow. happen. And yeah, so you tried. Yeah. So maybe that was God just trying to save me because Rick got a education def uh, deferment because he was like an A student and all that's got a crap. And Tim got the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm 4F. You be for me. You know, right, right. But, uh, I want to do a shout out to there's a, there's a book and, and I haven't purchased it yet. Um, uh, Rick, M Rick McClowski, um, he did up, he did a book, uh, I don't know if it was about a year ago. It seemed like it's called Van Nuys Boulevard, 1972. Mm -hmm. And that, that summer oh. he took a bunch of photos and you probably crossed paths with that guy at some point. Probably. I probably raced him. Yeah. You're probably, some get, of, we used to go have the... races, not on Van Nuys. Cause that was not, you didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, we pull it. up into Bob's Big Boy and guys look at your cars. And, hey, you want to race? Like, yeah, sure. And we go down to this street called Topham. And it was right parallel to the uh, railroad tracks. And yeah, Light that's where up. we'd race. <laughs> Cops wouldn't Light even bust up. us. It was amazing. They would leave us alone. Back then, they oh, just yeah. would leave you alone. Yeah. We're talking was, yeah, with... Those good, yeah, good times going down Venice Boulevard. Oh yeah, we're talking with Phil Rush now. This is the mini truck tie-in piece because we want to talk about his truck. Um, yeah. For those that don't know, we're going to get into this in just a moment. Phil's truck graced the cover of September '96 issue 57 in Mini Trucking, but you kind of hinted there, um, and I want to ask you this before we get to the truck, Phil. Talk to us a little bit about 
you know, I understand that you were into models uh, in terms of the little models and, oh, yeah. you know, obviously you talked about some of the car connection, but at what point, you know, in the nineties or eighties, do you get bit mm-hmm. by this mini truck bug? Are you seeing the guys driving the trucks after the crazy well, grass, gas stuff in the seventies? Yeah. I, it was like not the paint job so much, but the mini trucking thing and my younger son, uh, well at the time, Jason was 17, 16. And he says, Hey, you know, cause he was, even though my, all my kids, they started out, started out in hoopties because I said, if, you know, and we had rules in my house, you know, if you were an A student, I would buy the car, pay for your gas, pay for your insurance. If you're a B student, you're buying your own car, I'll pay for the gas and the insurance. And if right, you're a C so student, on. I'll pay for your gas. <laughs> well, all my kids were A and B students. So maybe, maybe that was a motivator. But anyway, he came to me, dad, he goes, um, this is after he wrecked his hoopty, um, which we had customized. It was really nice. And then he, then he rolled it. Um, oh, wow. So he says, yeah, um, my grades are really good. And, you know, I like to get this uh, Toyota truck. I'm like, okay. Yeah, your mom had a Toyota and it was really good. Like, you know, I'm the old guy, the dad, you know, I'm like 30, I don't know, five or something like that. So we go to this local dealer and I knew the guy, I knew the dealership and things. So I, he sees this truck and it was a red extra cab you know, just regular Toyota truck. So he's driving it to high school and all this kind of stuff. And he liked to hit shit with it. He <laughs> either somebody would hit him or he'd rear end somebody. And after the second one, I said, okay, you're going to go back into a hoopty. I'm taking the truck away from you. Oh, okay. I see where this is going. And then I decided, you know, I need a project. So I'm going to take this truck and I'm going to do something crazy with it. So I took the engine apart and I polished all the stuff and I did, you know, the wire loom wrapping and all this stuff. And I lowered it and um, I put a shell on the back. And um, then I went to this car show. I'd never been to a car show as a participant in Ventura. And, uh, and what the hell, you know, so I entered it and I won and my wife's sitting there going, Oh no, now it's going to start. You know, she's like, Oh my God, now he's going to go crazy. I won. <laughs> she knows you, you know? well, Phil. Well, yeah. And <laughs> so I won $200 <laughs> and a big trophy. And then I got approached by these young people. Like there was a group of five or six guys and gals. And they're like, we really like your truck. And have you ever thought about joining a truck club? I'm like, yeah, I was in a club when I was 17. <laughs> and right. I'm like you, almost 40 this point, years old. Yeah, and yeah, got we're it. talking and, yeah, and they went, yeah, we'd really like you to join our club. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're having a meeting this Friday, whatever it calls, junior local one. And I said, yeah, okay. What's the name of the club? And he goes, oh, Art and Noise. I'm like, okay. So I go there and I'm like, everybody's dad's age. I mean, like <laughs> these are like 17, 18 year olds and I'm 39 and, but they um, accepted you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they saw what I could do. They didn't really sure. care about me. They saw the truck and they're like, that's your truck, but you're like old, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you're like, I old. took it for my son. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I still told him. I said, yeah. So um, I was writing, and this is before it was in the show, or actually this was after it was in the show. I'm writing with my daughter, who at that time was like maybe 11. And she's sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm in my seat. And I picked her up from uh, school or something, or we went to the market or something. And we're driving back home, and this drunk, sorry, SOB, ran he we're at a red light and he comes up and smashes right into the back of the truck i'm like you son of a bitch then he takes off i'm like oh that's the wrong thing to do to, to me because i'm like a type a in your face i'll throw down with you any day you're coming guy. after i yeah. chased him i chased him and he went into this messed up neighborhood and i'm not going to get racial but sure it's, it's fine anyway so he was drunk on his ass I go over to, he pulls over, I go over to him, his front end's all smashed in of his truck, but he was, it could still drive. And I'm saying, roll down your window, roll down your window. No, obvious English, roll down your window. So finally he rolls down his window a little bit. And I said, you need to get out of the car. I need your driver's license and your insurance. Of course, you know, no insurance. I find out later. So my 11 year old daughter sitting in the truck petrified because i had chased this guy i mean i completely forgot she was sitting there i was so mad he rolls his window down i grab him by the shirt and i pull him out of the truck this is when i was younger in really good shape and i said i threw him up against the truck and i said you're drunk so i got on the phone i called my buddy who was a cop and he says phil you need to leave <laughs> you're in a really bad neighborhood you need to leave. I said, We're on our way. I'm like, okay, fine. So I cool down. I get back in the truck. And then I realize my daughter's there staring at me like, you're crazy. Wide eyes. <laughs> she saw what I did to this guy. And I'm like, oh, crap. So anyway, so that's what ended up. I got the truck fixed. And I ended up giving it the name Hexed Toy. Because it had been hit on the side, hit on the front, hit on the back. So I said, this, this truck is hexed. I went, that's the name. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pull some like, photos of it because yeah. we didn't have them handy, but it it went on to be featured, I think, in Trucking in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Trucking, and um, that was the first time I, I was approached by a photographer, and he says, yeah, I want to take a photo shoot. And I'm like, okay. He says, yeah, when the show's over, you know, this is when we were in, I think we were in um, Arizona. And it was at one of those three-day truck run things I went to. I went Probably by myself. Like spring Splash or something, yeah. Yeah, it was Spring Splash, yeah. And so we're, you know, we're taking pictures and everything. It goes, yeah, it's going to be in a magazine about three months or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool, you know. So he writes a really nice article about it. And I and I feel really bad because I can't remember his last name, but his first name was Corey. And, and, you, and you believe he may have passed away? Yeah, he passed away in about, I think about a year ago. I saw something on uh, Instagram. So that really bothered me because he had, he had done a few of my photo shoots of different vehicles I'd done. And, but then, you know, um, then I looked at the truck and I thought, you know, I keep winning and it's just in the modified. And I like challenges. So I said, I don't really feel challenged. So I would see all these other trucks that were just crazy. You know, because there was another category called wild. And I said, I'm not even going to do extreme. I'm just going to do screw it. I'm going to go all the way. Leapfrog so, to the next one. 
Oh yeah. So then I just took that same truck and completely dis disassembled it, you know, and took it apart. And that's when I met. That's um, when it becomes this costly obsession. Yeah, it becomes that. Eventually, that there's a lot of people helped me build it. My older boy Brian, he actually was working for Mike Cox, who may he rest in peace. Yep. Uh, and that's when I met Mike because my son was working for him in his auto sound and security in uh, Agora, California. And yep. so I rolled in there with a the truck and I said, you know, and they saw it because by then I had another friend of mine, Brian Genro, yep. who was in else uh, is um, not San Diego. Negative. Um, oh, yeah. He was in um, Escondido. Uh, West Escondido. So I met him through another friend. And what he had done for me previously, so I knew Brian, is my son Brian had a mini truck when he was going to school in Arizona. Um, and he got into kind of a situation. And I ended up having to take it out of the impound yard. And I said, you know what? You know, you're hanging around the wrong people and uh, you need to focus on school. So I brought him a motorcycle. Um, and I said, I'm taking the truck back. So on my way back, Brian knew I was coming. I said, I'm, I dropped off his truck with Brian. And I said, I want you to take off this cheesy ass ground effects kit. And I want you to bag it. And I'm going to turn it into a show truck again. Um, the only thing we saved on it was he had this weird, weird paint job on it. And I said, I want it all black because there was an airbrush of Bob Marley on the hood. And I'll send you pictures. Ah. Okay. Um, and so then it went into the show and it won. I'm like, okay, great. I didn't even mean to win. And <laughs> I, yeah. So then I get home and I get all these guys that want to buy it. And I said, fine, you can have it. You know, so I sold it. So I needed money to, for costly obsession. I mean, I needed money to, cause I had to, I owe Brian a lot of money for, yeah, yeah. Bagging it and all this kind of crazy stuff. He shaved the door handles and things. And, and so then I, <clears throat> met uh with well, i had a painter who had painted all my stuff and my son jason is an artist sat down with me and we we created the paint job on paper and i took uh -huh. it to my painter i said can you do this he says oh yeah i've been wanting to do something like this for a long time so i trusted him and i said i don't want you painting the shell i don't i don't want that because eventually i may want to take the shell off yep and so um my son, Brian, and Mike Cox did the whole interior. Um, uh, they did the, the back and the bed. They put in this crazy Sherwin-Vega dual 12s in a box with this weird sound chamber. That's when I started learning a lot about stereo systems and stuff. And, yeah, they see the bed and all that. My son, Brian, did all that uh, sculptured work. And right uh, then I had another friend of mine who was an upholsterer and of course I went and bought bucket seats out of a wreck car and I had him do yeah the bucket seats they came out of I think a Corvette and I had him stitch it all up in the back there was no back seat we turned that into just a stereo yeah and uh, yeah that was because really it was cool. basically had... what they call a walk was it it was a walkthrough right yeah yeah yep basically okay. in the back we had a TV, everybody, because that was back before anybody really did TVs. Sure, I got sure. this portable color TV that you can slide a VHS into. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go back that far. And I put in, I had to put in a, 
12 volt, the 100, 110 volt uh, converter, converter. And we built this box that held the TV there. I don't think there's any pictures of that, but we'd be at shows. And because of the sound system was just killer. I haven't had an SPL uh, sound offs in a couple of shows. And it actually won one, which is kind of crazy because I never thought it would win. Uh-huh. And we dropped the tailgate, lift up the back of the shell. We were at, we were inside of one of these shows in one of these halls and we put in Terminator, you know, with the, has got a crazy sound system or soundtrack. Sure. And we're playing the movie and people are coming by and they're like, Oh, can, can we sit down and watch this? Like, I don't care. <laughs> right sure. <laughs> that was like before like back, home. So people were sitting in these little, you know, <laughs> mini like lawn chairs. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't have popcorn or drinks. So you just watch the movie. Yeah, though that's kind of, uh, those are the kind of memories that you don't forget, you know. Sure. It was really cool. Yeah, and, and that the was photo shoot. Yeah, the photo awesome. shoot was me very memorable. So. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because like what we see here, right? So to your point, we see the professional auto sound and security windshield banner, mm -hmm. which again that rest was Mike Cox's business. Yeah. So Mike I Cox. let him put that on there. Yeah. Amazing. And then you've got the Even Sherwood though I Vegas. To relaxed atmosphere. I eventually went over to relaxed atmosphere. I left art art of noise. So yeah. Yeah. And and that's another question I have for you too. But when we look at um I know the truck was in relax when it got shot here, but what, yeah. like, do you remember, did you, was it, in, uh, what, what was the city you had to go to? Do you remember? Was it planned? Oh, for the photo shoot? Yeah. Jesus. I know it was in Los Angeles somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. They used to have their it headquarters. Studio. It was a yep. studio and it was really nice. They had this huge backdrop, white backdrop. And the floor was like this really nice gray, um, yeah. And then Tiffany Richardson, I think yep. was the model really liked her. She's a nice gal, but it's not bad to look at either. She's on the cover. Oh yeah. Just awesome, awesome gal. Um, very nice. Um, I've had different experiences with different models on different photo shoots and you meet some that are really nice and you meet some that are really, they're just into themselves and that's fine. Oh, yeah. You yeah, just we don't talk see... to him. You just don't talk to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we yeah. can just so everybody knows the table of contents here. I wanted to show you guys this. It basically reinforces Phil had the 92 extra cab. Of course, it's on the cover of September 96, which was really a golden era, that mid 90s period. Oh, now, yeah. When you when when they basically say, hey, we're going to shoot your truck. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you, I mean, you pretty much knew because you were going to a studio indoor session and stuff. Did Shartsis, who was kind of running the ship at the time, did he pretty much give you the nudge, nudge and go, hey, man, it's going on the cover? Um, At the time, he said he said it was cover worthy. Got it. So I didn't want he did. I don't think he wanted you to set my expectations commit. too high. Yep. But when it came, when he told when he sent me, you know, snaps of it or samples of it, I was like, holy crap, I've made it. Yep. Yeah. Now, in, in that era, the young the younger folks that are listening or watching this, thank you so much. Watch till the end if you can. We got a lot more to talk about. They may not realize, even me, I remember the excitement going to the mailbox. And of course, you can still get magazines, not yeah. you know, as many as you used to used to be. But do you remember like did you catch wind? Did Sharks just eventually tell you, hey, it's gonna be on the cover, or did you have to wait till you went to the mailbox that day? No, he told me. Okay. And uh, he said, he said, if you want to come on down, I've set, I've set 10 issues aside for you. 
So, oh, nice. So I, I drove down to uh, the publication business, which is, I think was in Orange County or something. Yeah. When yeah. I don't care, I'll drive to wherever. And I got a, you know, shrink back pack like that at 10 of them and uh, eventually had a big, you know, there was another company that would contact you and say, hey, we do the plaques. Uh, the plaques and are you interested? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's only cost this much, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it was a couple hundred bucks, but I, I didn't care. Yeah, you're and like, hey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hex Toy. Uh, well, I already knew about him because Hex Toy was on a plaque. And then this was on a plaque. And then I had several after that uh, between my son and I, my older boy, Brian, who did several vehicles, who had photo shoots as well. Um, yeah, that was fun because in our shop, Relax Customs, which is just kind of interesting, the heritage of the name came from belonging to Relaxed Atmosphere. So it was kind of an homage to my buddies in Relaxed. I really liked the name. So I sort of borrowed it <laughs> right and, right and uh yeah I, you know it just it became you know and it became really cool because it did a lot of work for a lot of different it had all People. kinds of different levels of you know just anybody coming in with a mini truck all the way up to guys coming in and they wanted us to lift their trucks and that's big big huge dodge or ford or chevy trucks and we do all of that too i mean we did pretty much ours was like a one-stop shop that's what i used to say is like you will never see anybody else i have subcontractors that work with me sure but we're responsible completely for your vehicle and i remember i used to give people quotes especially when we started getting into sprinter vans and doing limos and i can send you pictures of that stuff too if you if you're interested we had a lot of very famous uh street racer uh street bike racer guys coming in and we had to build vans for them because they had to transport their street bikes to the races and they wanted to be able to sleep in the van. So we got real creative with creating, you know, living spaces as you call it. Yeah. And then we it. ended up doing, um, I'm sorry. Am I no, I said, no, I said, no, 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 I understand. Yeah. So then we ended up doing sprinter vans and that was crazy. So, but yeah, that was great, cool. you know, but we w ended up building them for just, you know, I call it John and Mary level, or then all of a sudden we, started building things for the county, the state, the federal government. It was it was really interesting work we used to do. So Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. We're talking with Phil Rush again. His truck was on the cover of Mini Truck and Magazine. What I want to ask you now is you you hinted at so Art and Noise to you know you transitioned to relaxed, right? Yeah. 91 shark system different folks get together was it you, you hinted that there was that connection? Was it the brotherhood that you had with some of your buddies that said, Hey, Phil, just come on over and join us here? Yeah, I mean, I really like them because I'm unfortunately type A and a very judgmental guy. <laughs> and when I met these young people at the first Art of Noise meeting, I really liked them because they were down to earth, they weren't into drugs. I mean, yeah, they drank, but that's okay. Sure. Um, you know, they wanted to have fun, but they didn't do, you know, what I say is questionable practices. You know, yep. they were great young people and they had their lives and they worked hard. And then their lives were these mini trucks. I mean, they ate, slept and breathed these things. And basically I got into that too. I became known as dad. That was my nickname. They gave me the nickname dad because I was like the same age as their dad. 
And uh, we used to go to truck shows together. We used to go to uh, uh, Havasu for the truck runs, and they got me involved in that. And there's a, just a funny side because I don't know if you want to know. There's a, a interesting, memorable story okay. about uh, the second time I went, and that's when we, we you know, we would we would uh, truck or trailer. That's when I was trailering the trailer queen. Uh, you know, costly obsession because she evolved from hex toy to that. And that was a very expensive endeavor. I didn't want anybody running into it. I don't care if you run into the trailer, but don't run into my truck. Um, so uh, my in-laws had a motor home and my wife decided she wanted to come along. So um, she had met all these young people at a truck club meeting and they really liked her and she liked them because she saw what kind of young people they were because the same age as my son, Brian. Um, and my son, Jason. So, um, she said, yeah, I want to go and let's take the motor home. I'm like, okay, you sure? <laughs> she goes, yeah. So then she earned the nickname mom because she used to mother these kids. Oh my God. Um, she cooked for them. She'd take care of them. She would repair their wounds, you know? And, um, I still remember the night before the show, um, of course, they're all doing their truck run crazy stuff and, you know, shrink wrapping a guy around a tree and drinking beer and getting drunk and all this stuff. And I used to say, remember, we have to get up at 5 a.m., you know, because Roland is like 630. Oh, yeah, no problem. So we're all I'm sleeping outside with them uh, in, you know, sleeping bags because it's figured I got to get up early and I wake up before everybody else does. And you couldn't hear anything except other people getting ready. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's like 10 of these guys. I'm, I'm number 10. And I'm like, they're not getting up. They're not waking up. So I go grab a spoon, a metal spoon that my wife had, big, huge dipper thing, and a big metal pan. And I go around, bang, 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 right next to these young people in the sleeping bags. You should have seen people getting out of sleeping bags so fast in your life. I'm like, Reveille, dude, get up, you know, bang, bang, bang. And I said, and I kicked the chair and I said, you know, we got to get going. And I said, my truck's already ready, you know, so, oh, I mean, I never saw anybody get dressed. Well, they were all, they were already dressed. It was like sure. a comedy show. If you could have filmed it, you would have laughed your ass off watching these people <laughs> falling out. I mean, one guy got out of the sleeping bag. He was trying to walk in the sleeping bag. He fell on the ground and it's like, it was comical. And he finally got his truck ready and we all rolled in. And then you spend the day trying to recover. And you're walking around in 109, 110 degree temperature <laughs> and you're tired. And it's like, and these guys had hangovers like you can't believe. And yeah, well, you know, it was fun. You know, and it was it was really fun. I mean, there was a lot of memorable things. When I, mean, when I, I look at a lot of a lot of friends today that I still know that are obviously older. Uh, that did all that crazy stuff at shows. I was the kind of guy that used to, you know, I remember this one fight my friend Eric Scarlett got into. He was really high strung. I mean, he's like 10 times worse than me and a lot <laughs> younger. And somebody I think I've heard was, that name before. Uh, yeah, he's very, very well known. He, he does metal work now. He builds American flags. He's on uh, Facebook. Oh and yeah, you can find him. Yeah, yeah, he's very. He was always a very creative guy, and uh, 
I still remember. I mean, he had hair down to here and he was ex ex Navy SEAL. So he was really, you know, and somebody, I don't know, somebody kicked dirt on his truck or something like that. And I'm watching this and he goes over and tackles this guy, starts beating the shit out of him. And I had to go over there and grab him and get him off of him. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he kind of looks at me and goes, okay, I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> and everything that went back to normal. I'm like, you know, See, you, you were a good influence, that, Eric. You were a <laughs> good influence. Yeah, now, what I tried, yeah. What did they end up nicknaming me, he you? Almost, he almost punched me. But then when he saw who I was, he was like, oh, okay. He was like ready to, like, oh, okay, it's you. Like, yeah, you need to chill out. You need to stop. What, you know, so what did they end up the memorable nicknaming stuff. you? What? What did they end up nicknaming you, Phil? Dad, they nicknamed me Dad. That yeah, was my nickname that, at the shows. They'd say, hey, Dad, you know, like, hey, how you doing? You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Pops. it was either Pops or Dad. So, That's cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. so you kind of hinted at it there. So basically, it sounds like, you know, you, you had a lot of friends in relaxed atmosphere. So it was no hard oh, yeah. feelings against Erdogan Noise. It just was a no, natural no, 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 progression no. They, for they, you. They understood. It was just a much bigger, almost nationwide club. And I wanted to be part of something much bigger. Um, sure. So that's what I did. Yeah, no hard feelings. Exactly. And it was fun because I used to run into them at... SEMA and we'd always talk to each other and hey there's Phil and like oh you know there's Brian there's you know whatever and we'd yell at each other and uh, yeah it's funny now because I still keep up with uh, a few of them on Instagram because they post on Instagram all the time so I see what their trucks is, their trucks are and stuff it's fun yeah well let me ask you this so when you when you think about the transition that you made to the other club, right? And then you your mm -hmm. truck gets shot, which I want to go back to it real quick. Um, what we'll do is when you look at, you know, you look at this truck, how timeless it was in the mid-90s, right? You've got the tweed oh, interior, yeah. full stereo, graphics, extra cab, topper, you know, uh, fully detailed engine bay, like you said, with a lot of the loom and the things that were like super popular oh, yeah. then. Oh, yeah, all the polished aluminum and stuff, yeah. Yeah, you had all of this. So, when you eventually see it on the cover, right? Shark just gives you the heads up. You get your free copies. And did you, at that point, because we we saw it, like, at, uh, for instance, it was at Spring Splash 96. We have the video of it, right? Yeah. Did you, yeah. at that point, did you feel like you plateaued off and you're like, hey, I still want to take it to shows, but was it not as fun? Like, what was the vibe? No, it, it was always fun. I wanted to, it was like a drug, I guess I can say. It was like an addiction. That's my wife. My wife used to accuse me of being addicted. Um, yep. Any opportunity I had to go to a show, that truck went, but it was always towed, you know, obviously, because I didn't want something to happen to it. I mean, it was roadworthy. You could drive it all day long in the freeway or whatever. I just didn't want to take a chance of it getting damaged. Um, and I kept going to shows. And I remember I was at a Caltruck Jamboree in Costa Mesa. And um, this guy walks up to me. And he's an Oriental guy, and he says, "Hey, have you ever thought about selling it?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, kinda." Yeah. You know, because I was at the point where I wanted to jump off and do something else, Got or it. I needed basically I needed seed money to start doing other stuff. Yep. And I said, "He goes, well, what do you what do you want for it?" And I said, uh, nineteen thousand dollars." And he went, "Okay." <laughs> like, God, I yep. should ask for more. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
So one thing led to the other. He contacted me. I said, well, I don't trust people, so you need to wire me the money. So he wired the money. And he gave me instructions. I go, okay, you need to go down to San Pedro at, you know, pier number whatever and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to take care of all the shipping. So that's what we did. We trailered it down to San Pedro and it went into this area. And then they just took the truck and it went on a ship and it went to Japan. Now, this the last you, I heard of it until you showed me that it ended up on the cover of a magazine in Japan. Yeah, we want <laughs> to talk about that because with, with some minor modifications, and yeah, it's like, yeah, well, that's my truck. <laughs> yeah, because real time as we're getting this, um, we're getting um updates uh from from Japan. One of my severed brothers who works at that magazine, he of course pulled the issue because I do not have it, unfortunately. But from what you had told me, you kind of recall this being around 2000 because you, you seem to recall going to Truck Jam that year. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Very, very cool. Was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, I've never done that. I've seen people, you know, I didn't have a for sale sign in or anything. The guy just walked up to me. I had people ask me that before, and I said, no, no way. Yep. I'm not selling it. And yep. I was at that point where I wanted to start building another truck or two. And yep. uh, I needed needed the money, so yep. uh, yeah. So I know it, it ended. The the thing that makes me feel good is it didn't end up in some junkyard somewhere, right? Somebody actually bought it, loved it enough. They did some minor things to it, and obviously it was on the cover of a truck in Japan, on a magazine in Japan. That was really cool. I didn't even know that until you sent me that recent uh, information. But it made me feel really good. I mean, we're talking what thirty years later. Um, yeah, it's and that's great. that's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast, Phil, because you know we I've tried to curate this information because, like, over the years, I mean, there's you know we 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 had somebody on last year talking about Steel Flame that got made into a a Hot Wheels. And, you know, mm. we were able to then, you know, get him to send us. It was in a couple, like an obscure magazine in another country, right? So mm -hmm. the thing that I love about it is like even 20 years later, we're able to kind of uncover something and go, you know, like in your case, you know, you as the owner, like, hey, you had a cool journey with it. You sold it. And then, hey, it ended up making its way to another continent. And oh, by yeah. the way, it was on a cover of another magazine. Yeah. Well, now, that I'm, paint job was sort of like, a trendsetter yeah because um we weren't like the only one that you know did something crazy with their paint right. but i wanted to do something just super crazy and that's what it ended up being and it ended up being almost like it was tribal people used to call it tribal it ended uh -huh. up being like a trendsetter because i remember when we went to a show like the next year and my wife was with me and she's walking around and she sees a truck <laughs> And she says out loud with an earshot, she goes, they stole your paint job. I like, don't, don't say that. I said, to me, it's a compliment yeah. that they took that, did their own thing with it, but they did that same kind of theme. Yeah. And I said, so no, that's a compliment to me. When somebody oh, yeah. copies you, it's always a compliment. It's not something negative. So oh, yeah. I thought it was great. And sort of every then, you know, I start seeing all these wild and crazy paint jobs that made me feel good. So now I do want to say this um, because I got to thank Rick Bentley. Rick Bentley was our guest on episode 100. 
Mm-hmm. And Rick, if I remember correctly, I zoomed in on this earlier. Rick sent me this. I don't know if you remember our customs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's, Rick, uh, that's my plaque. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. what I thought. And Rick, yeah. it I believe it says his name too. So he must he must have done something on the truck because Rick is who was a good source and he sent me this. And I want to thank Rick in case he hears this. Okay. And now here's a, a show. Um, th- I wanted people. I showed this earlier, but I wanted people to see that in this era, and we still see it with our, our kinfolk like Eddie Gordy. That's just you know tearing up the scene right now with with what he's doing. But if mm-hmm. you look at what's going on here again, our friend Ruben Artiaga, who you may recall yeah. his name, Ruben. Ruben no, Ruben's a really good friend of mine. We yep. keep uh, up with each other on Instagram. Yep. Yep, Ruben's a great guy. He's a he's he's one of our um our, our teammates here. He helps us a lot. And Ruben oh, sp- spoke highly of you, and he goes, "Hey, make sure you bring up the Michael Cox connection." But if folks look here, this is this is what was going on in this era. This to me was, you know, the height of you know people taking the wheels off, you know, full displays, oh, yeah. full interior. The hood yeah, is I off. To, it looks like I used to do. Yeah, I used to do that at shows because I wanted people to see all the hard work that we did on just not the paint job, but the undercarriage. I mean, the level of detail that we would do to clean it. And, uh, you know, I had those wheel um, mounts made by a friend of mine who had a company called Totally Polished. Yeah. And uh, I don't, sorry, I don't remember his name, but I yeah, just yeah, chopped yeah. up the old age. Um, but I came to him and I said, this is what I want. Here's the lug pattern, and he made them, and he that's just polished aluminum. It looks like it's chrome, but it's just polished aluminum. Yep. And you see the rear discs. Um, I had those chromed, um, and then also the leaf springs. So I was kind of into a lot of that flashy stuff. Sure. And well, I used to roll out the carpet and have these little stanchions and do the whole thing. At yeah, and that's what we went to. Yeah. Some of the guys that taught me a lot of stuff when I first got in this, Chris and Rush, you know, they they had a lot of the photos from this era. And, of course, you know, looking back at the magazines and hearing the things they would talk about, it was basically a competition level. And you kind of have that oh, to yeah. a certain extent. Like now we have our friend Eddie Gordy, as I mentioned, with his Mazda. You know, he's mm-hmm. going the world of wheels and he's racking up points nationally. Right. But in this yeah. era it was like winner takes all in terms of, you know, and that's where a lot of the competition came from last look with mm-hmm. Eric, rest of peace, Eric Coleman at the color shop. You know, you had this competition level it was kind of like a gentleman's competition. Oh and yeah. As you, it was friendly. And, yeah. And as you know, like when we had, we had Brian Gendro on one of Brian's good friends, Mike Collins, who we also had on was Skybody. You know, these guys talked about some of the things you're saying, Phil, where, Guys would go back to the lab, aka their garage, and they yeah. were looking to to go to the next level before that next show. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, we would always not try to outdo each other, but I was learning from other people. Yep. And now I was here, learning what makes it win. Yep. And what gets people's attention? You know, it was like the mirrors underneath and all that crazy stuff. Yep. You know? Now, here is the 20. So this is another reason why I wanted to have you on this month. So thanks for bearing with us because you've been on the list yeah, a while. No problem. This was 20 years ago this <laughs> month. So January of 04. So when I talk about the legacy of a truck, you know, this truck, again, September 96, it's on the cover. Eight years later, it's on another cover in Japan. And not a lot of folks have seen <laughs> this. Oh, now, yeah? I got to thank Mikado from Severed Japan. He has worked a very long time at Truck Trends. 
which is now Custom Trucks Mag. I call it CTM for short. This is the mm -hmm. feature. So most yeah. people have never seen this. Now, I will tell well, you I need, this. I need, I need that sent to me. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to cool. send it to you. Now, check this out. Now, I, I meant to put this on its own slide. This ad here actually comes from a different magazine. So around circa 2000, around the time Phil sells it to that or the importer exporter buys it or however that transaction happened, this little ad here that I'll send to you as well if I didn't already, this yeah, was did, in a, to me. a custom trucks mat or it was called, it's called boob car, believe it or not, on the cover but it translates to like custom car or something like that. Mm -hmm. But this right here for the viewers, and I know it's kind of hard to see, um, that's where it was for sale, believe it or not. And what was crazy when we thumbed through this, when my buddy Josh owned this, this magazine, you would look through this like the auto trader and these were cover trucks. And we're just yeah. like, holy crap. But here is the layout. So this is the, the, the first, you know, two page spread, which is super cool. This looks like a kind of a long exposure here. Mm -hmm. And then boom, here you go. There's the rear three quarter. Yep. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we've got Phil on now we're talking about his truck and then here, you know, for the first time he goes, wow, I didn't realize that. So to me, that that's what we love to bring to the table. You know, we love to go, Hey, Let's look back at our history because, as you know, Phil, it's we've got such a rich history, and we're mm -hmm. to me we're very fortunate as many truckers. Although, you know, some people would look at us and go, "Oh, you know, these are the the misfits, right?" But at the end of the day, there <laughs> is a really. lot of history. Oh yeah, I would say it was a pool of highly creative people, not misfits, right? I like um, that because we were attention getters. I mean, yep, you couldn't yep. go down the street in a truck like that or trucks like that and not have people go, Holy crap. Look at that. You know, it's like that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the, I guess the adoration or at least people that really were complimenting your work. So yep. it's like an artist, you know, you paint a painting and you hope somebody likes it and then, Oh my goodness, somebody buys it. You know, it's like, wow. Yep. So you feel like, okay, I'm going to do another one. <laughs> so that's like what I did. Yeah. I just kept building them. And so yep. yeah, I didn't stop building. I didn't stop building things until probably, well, I mean, 10 years ago when I yeah, started and, my, my company. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what I want to show folks. Uh, I'm going to go back because again, this is the dynamic that, that I've always envisioned being able to do this podcast um, and showing and, and I can't thank Phil enough for doing the video portion of it, you know, so just we'll go yeah. through this kind of a little quicker, but just, you know, mention some of the, if what you've you see seen here. that Volkswagen when I started, it was, it belonged in a junkyard. Oh, I mean, wow. it was bad. Of convertible. Was bad. What year was it? Um, I think it was a 70 or 71. It was a super beetle. Yeah. They're hard to tell one. apart. Yeah. The, a friend of mine who used to work for me in a computer software company, he knew what I, what I did as a hobby um, or a business, and which became a business. And he called me up and he says, you know, you, do you remember my wife's car? Oh, yeah, it was an <laughs> orange with a black top. And he goes, well, it's not like that anymore. It's kind of bad. And she wants to restore it. And I said, well, okay, does she want to restore it or customize it? He says, well, she's got this color that she really likes. I said, okay, so she wants to customize it. So, yeah, I took this piece of junk 
which you couldn't even drive it. I mean, when you when you sat in the driver's seat, which looked like a, a, a all the seats looked like a dog had attacked them. I mean, wow. Ripped up, you know, like you see in in movies. Oh, the dog just went crazy. And that's what happened. Some dog, her dog went crazy and tore up the front seats and the back seats. Insane. And you would sit in the driver's seat and I drove it, I think, like not very far. And you had to, I don't know if I can show you, you had to sit with the steering wheel sideways to go Aww. straight. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm not taking this back to my house. I will trailer it because it's not drivable yeah yeah so i took it um, back to my house and a friend of mine and i who worked out of his garage we completely tore it apart that's cool rebuild it from the ground up motor and everything new tires paint and the whole nine yards you had to do a lot of body work there's a lot of rust so basically all the fenders were replaced yeah it was pretty cool because i yep. found these yep. restoration parts places for volkswagens oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about the 55. This was I remember this as soon as I saw it because I read trucking uh, front to back every month. And I have almost everyone from the 90s. I remember because down here it says Lance Martz. And I remember this feature. Yeah. This must have been after SEMA because it's at the Salt Flats. Yeah, it was. That's uh, was. Uh, yeah, well, this was SEMA. The 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 cut, the, the repeat offender portion is they approached me at SEMA and they said, oh, Phil, here we go again. And they said, we really want to shoot your truck or your, your Durango. And so the nickname of this vehicle I gave it was deranged. And uh, it was kind of deranged because the body kit and I had it bagged and it was slammed on 22s. And um, of course the engine, you can't see the engine, but it was crazy again. It was still rush engine. Yeah. And um, we're showing you guys all this because I want you to know that although Phil had the one cover truck, I mean, Phil and I have spent some time on the phone, and it is just, it's mind-blowing. We're going to go through a couple more of these slides, but, I mean, you have had your hand in so much stuff outside of all of the other stories you've told me. Like, it's mind-blowing, oh, yeah. Phil. Yeah. And then this was oh, the yeah. lifted this, Ford this, Crew Cab Dually. Yeah, that was a Ford uh, Crew Cab 4x4 that we got from Ford. We became a builder for Ford Motor Company on sort of a fluke meeting at SEMA one day, they approached me, you know, and cause I was walking around doing my spiel, trying to get free stuff for the next project. And they said, you're, you're Phil Rush, aren't you? And I go, yeah, you did that mini truck. It was on the cover of mini truck. And I went, yeah, which one? They went, oh, the one with the wild paint job. And I said, oh yeah. They said, well, we'd like you to become a builder for it. That's back in the day when you could buy a vehicle for a dollar. You know, they stopped all that in 2008 when we had that big unfortunate financial crash. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I built several, or not I, my company built several of them for Ford. And this one we built for Gibson Exhaust. They were sort of a co-sponsor. And you bought the vehicle for a dollar. You had to keep it on the show circuit or magazines and stuff for 18 months. And you got to keep it. And this was back in the day when we had the reputation, fortunately, thank God, that we could get sponsored by everybody. I made phone calls. They said, just tell me what you want. And so this paint job, again, was designed by my son, Jason, who's an artist. Um, and this one I nicknamed Hellfire. And we had, that's when I met, I knew Al Martinez because of the shows. But I knew he had a, 
a custom, uh, he had a custom paint company or a shop. So I went down there, met with him and I had, you know, renditions and I showed him and we did this one and an excursion. Also, he did his painter did the paint job and then we lifted it, put like an eight inch lift on it, have, uh, I think they're 39 inch tires. And then we did the suspension. It had all the drive shafts realigned and everything. And then we had propane injection put in it. That was another company that sponsored it. Um, wow. You know, killer sound system, the whole nine yards. And then, uh, yeah, it was kind of a crazy thing. It was a monster to drive. I mean, it was loud because we oh, had yeah. the custom exhaust put on it that Gibson built uh, for the diesel. And this was the first Ford we built. That was a, it's kind of laughed when they sent me the, yeah, we want you to fill, build a four-torse wagon. I said, why? <laughs> and I guess back when they were trying to still sell them. Right. And I'm like, okay. And they sent me these pictures and they said, would you build it? So they said, well, you need to send us a proposal. I said, okay. So I did this artist rendition of what you see where the, the gal that's standing next to it, it looked like pretty much like that. And so I did that from basically a piece of paper. Yeah, and that was in magazines too. That was in Euro Lowrider. Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say. I remember you telling me that, and how ironic because, you know, you look at pretty much anything you touched, and some guys might go, "Oh, you know, this guy Phil. I remember him back in the day." It like even the mid '90s, you build this cool truck, but this stuff is slammed. And, and yeah, this is in like, two, this is in two thousand four, I think, two thousand five. Got we did it. This. And then and this, this is this later on. This goes. is 2006 uh, truck. Yeah, we built that one. That was my son, Brian. He was the project manager on that one. But my son, uh, Jason, designed the paint jobs. It had two different paint jobs. Right, so this is one paint in, job. Yeah, and the one that you see in the far upper right-hand corner, that's when it was nicknamed Silver Ghost. And that was in a trucking magazine photo shoot. That's the photographer laying on the ground uh, that you can see doing a shot from underneath the, taking the shot of the truck. Um, Got it. That was kind of cool. That was out in the desert. And then this is uh, my Tonka toy. I called it, I built for <laughs> myself. Um, it's a standard cab, short, you know, short bed, four by four Dodge Ram truck that I built. I lifted it. And again, I did all the, I had the brakes changed out. I had it re-geared because I put a, a bunch of engine work into it so basically it had a it was a you know a three point uh, it was a 5.9 liter but uh factory i think it was like 290 horsepower and i had it up to 390 so yeah so it was it could burn rubber <laughs> and oh, all yeah. four tires i used to be funny i'd be at a stop sign or stop light put it in four wheel drive and just hit it and the smoke would just come out of all four wheel, all four tires. <laughs> and people were like, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> America. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. even when PT Cruisers came out, I think you oh, had your yeah, hands on one I of those. That too. I figured, yeah, what the hell? So I built a bag PT Cruiser, and that was at SEMA. Uh, that's just one shot. Um, and then again, and then that's the truck. That's the, um, the car that my son, son Jason and I did. That's a Saturn wagon. It's a kind of interesting story behind that. That was a Saturn wagon he bought when he was living in San Diego, and it was gold. And he ended up pulling up to a stoplight behind a car, and the car behind him slammed into him, pushed it into the car in front of him, 
total the front end, total the back. And I had to have it towed back to the house. And then I met with my painter and I said, uh, or the body shop guy, and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to turn this into another show vehicle. So I said, I want it painted this color, you know, so basically it gets a yellow pearl. And we had to put a new, you know, new front end on it, new back end. And the only thing that was the original was the doors. I mean, the roof was all crumpled and wow. getting hit. Yeah, so it has, it has, you can't see it, but it's got a crazy ins sound system and interior, and it's uh, front-wheel drive, but it's uh, it's on air. And that's when the industry had progressed enough that even though when you saw the Ford, that was uh, props to BioCustoms, Max Fish at BioCustoms, he designed the first that I know of uh, air RAM system for uh, front-wheel drive so it was like, uh, you know, the struts there in the front was a, a sort of an air strut. And it was all done in billet aluminum, uh, you know, aircraft aluminum. And he was, Max Fitch is an amazing guy. Yeah, he is. We've had him on a couple times and he's he's really a talented guy. He does crazy, sh he's crazy stuff. Yeah. That's why I went to him and he we did a couple of projects together. And this is a, the, the truck I did. I think this is my, uh, this was not after costly this was the second one did another one that's a green uh SN. yeah the color of money is the one that yeah, i always remember money, yeah yeah that one was in mini trucking and that yep. was uh again went wacko crazy you know it's bagged and uh <clears throat> you know got a four leg at the back and it's uh the engine again was crazy and then we did the bill uh, we did the the wheels and the 20 20s on it and then the engine and then it was at shows and it kept winning. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do next? Um, he wants to in a magazine and it's been a lot of shows. I'm like, okay, I have ADHD when it comes to vehicles. I mean, I, I get tired of them and I move on to the next one. And then I built the, uh, the neck, the, the other one, the other S10 on fire. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. That was the truck that uh, I was in when I got rear-ended. <laughs> I yeah. told you that story about that F-350 that just, just, thank God the way we built them, or I had my friend build them that was helping me build them. He, you know, back when these, these little mini trucks had C-channels as their rails, as their frame rails, and he would box them for me. So, which would make them rigid because when you, when you bagged a vehicle like that and you were doing all this twisting and turning, you would just twist the shit out of the, the C channel. So he would box the frame and put cross members on it. That saved my life. That actually, that engineering saved my life mm -hmm. because if he hadn't, if we hadn't done that, that, if you can imagine that bed, would have sh it, it would have been shoved into the cab, which would have shoved me into the steering wheel and would have killed me, but yeah. it saved my life basically. Yeah. And uh, I was able to fix it. Because it was such a rigid truck, I was able to fix it, and I ended up turning around selling it. So then I went on to the next one, you know. So yeah, it's crazy. And I want people to yeah. know the the color of money that ran in November '98, issue '83. And this was cool because getting to know Phil, obviously his name was involved with it, but now it makes sense. A rush to the winners circle. <laughs> and yeah. What what's awesome is, and I don't mean this in any bad way. Like you know, I, I often think of like music. There's a lot of one hit wonders. Um, you know, some of my favorite 
bands or groups, you know, they only put out a couple albums and you kind of go, man, I, I really liked them, but there wasn't a lot. Yeah. With Phil, the thing that I wanted to really establish with the with the viewers and listeners is that, you know, Phil, and I mean this with all respect, like was not a one hit wonder. And it's okay that people were, but I was oh, yeah. amazed getting to know Phil, like, wow, like look at all the other things that he contributed. And to me, that like just shows how well rounded you were. And this isn't even really hitting on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I it just to me, it was my creative outlet. You know, it's, it's, it was actually, it, it helped keep me sane because at the time when I was building a lot of these things, I mean, I was an executive in a computer software company and you talk about stress. I mean, budgets and people. And I had like, at one time I had, uh, well, throughout the, well, the world, I actually had about 150 people working for me and they wow. were in England, they were in China, they were in Germany. Uh, they were obviously in the United States, you know, and they're all over the United States because we I was really big on people working from home. I mean, I helped. Wow. You were like an innovator myself. back then. Oh, yeah. A couple of guys and I were back in. God, this is way a long time ago. I think it was in 1976. I went to my boss and I said, you know, I figured out a way that I can because I was a troubleshooter. I could I could troubleshoot these problems without driving all the way in. You know, I used to have an hour drive to get into work. Meanwhile, these big, huge mainframes were down and they weren't doing anything. And they're waiting for this guy, Phil. And then I had, there was two other guys that did the same thing because we had three data centers back when they call them data centers. Um, they still do, but they're way different. Um, I mean, we're talking about computers that were the size of, you know, like 20 houses that you have on your laptop now. <laughs> so that's sure. how crazy it is. But we used to use dial-up, you know, and and I figured out a way I could troubleshoot from home. So I didn't have to drive. I could sit in my pajamas on a computer terminal. And I could figure out what was wrong with the computers and fix it. And then, or tell people on the other side, he'd go do this, go do that. And all of a sudden the systems would come back up. And I was, I was, I felt great about that. But that was in the mid seventies we were doing that. Oh yeah, that's pretty I cool. Called it. That's yeah. And cool. then when I went into other businesses, I mean, I had people that, you know, I had, you know, executives, oh, you can't do that from home and I can't trust them. And I said, they're salaried. You're not paying them by the hour. What, exactly. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, you, results, you have to be. A, I mean, I'm a, I'm a results guy. I don't care how long it takes somebody or how fast they do it. We're looking at results. You know, if I give somebody a job to do or a task and it gets done, I, oh, great. Move on. You know, next thing. You know, next, and that's kind of how I am. I'm a, always been judged. I always would like to be judged on results, and that's how I would work with other people. And I started doing having people work remotely in the in the 80s, and executives would just like their heads would explode. Like you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, we can. And here's how we're going to do it. Because I had women that would get pregnant, and then they'd have to leave, and they were upset because they'd lose income and i said no you can work from home like i can <laughs> like yeah i'll set it all up i'll send the hardware to we're like we love you boss we love whatever. you <laughs> yeah you know i yeah. mean well it's like yeah so people like to work with me i call it work with not work for i never liked oh, yeah. that term work for oh yeah. work with me and okay. i always wanted to my philosophy was my success is based on helping other people be successful i had a lot of great mentors that taught me that 
And I'm glad they did because that's kind of where I am, how I, where I am today. You know, I'm a product of other people, not just me. So, yeah. And you remind me a lot of my boss, Travis, now. And I've worked for a lot of bosses. I, I worked at Verizon Wireless for 20 years and got up to headquarters and worked for people I loved, worked for people I didn't. But my boss now, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. the type of guy I was telling my buddy the other day, like some of the things my boss was doing. And he goes, man, your boss actually gives a crap for you guys. And I go, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And, and, and he knows that like, if he goes, hey, Jay, before you head out, can you do this real quick? I'm going to do it a hundred times in a row because this guy goes above and beyond to go, Hey, there's a storm mm -hmm. coming. You guys go ahead and leave early, finish the day from home, you know, or, Hey, you're going on vacation next week. Go ahead and work from home on Friday or whatever. And you just go, wow. Yeah, okay. You know, it's kind of the it, way I operated. Yeah. Yep. A couple more questions and then we're going to wrap it up, Phil. Sure. And then I did. Yeah, promise no, no, you're fine. Doing some wild I did, tangents, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. I promised everyone at the, t at the top of the episode, I'm going to talk about um, what number Phil's truck Toyota wise was on the cover and then how many total Toyotas were on the cover of many truck. And so I'll share that in just a moment. But I want to ask you one more thing. Like when you think about mm -hmm. all the truck runs you went to, all the people you interacted, the clubs, Art Noy, shout out to them, shout out to Relaxed. Is there one memory that comes always comes back every few years that makes you smile to go, man, I went to these epic runs. I hung out with a lot of cool people. Is there any one memory that comes to mind? Well, there was one uh I guess you call it truck run. It was a three day, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I think it was spring splash. Okay. Cause it was always in spring. Um, right. and I think I alluded to a little bit about my, my thing with the, the, the pan and the, and the, yeah, that was fun. Right. But yeah, you know, um, the, I guess one of my memories, which may, may ring a bell for some people is if you remember when you were a virgin truck runner, Right. <laughs> and what they would do to people. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that's, you know, we're going to go back in the time because when I was a natural bodybuilder and I was bigger and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm standing there, you know, with my, I think it was, I was still with Art of Noise. And they come up to me and they're, we're talking and this group of people and they say, oh, you're a first timer, aren't you? And I said, yeah you try to come to me with that paper and I'm going to bean you with it and take that beer can and shove it down your throat. And they went, okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'd walk along and all of a sudden I see this young guy, you know, shrink to a tree and he's like, yeah. you're like, I beat it. And, <laughs> yeah. and then no hazing here. With the big uh, funnels and the beer. <laughs> and they're like, Oh God, just don't kill him. You know, yeah, it was funny. I mean, because I walk along and I'm not drunk, and all right. these people are just out of their gourd. You know, it was funny. <laughs> and I, I, that sticks that sticks out to me is that was that's a, cool. Not, not as not as sad funny, but a funny funny because then I'd always make sure they weren't abusing the person because I'm sure. the guy that walks by. Yeah, do no, that. I get it. You can do um, that, but don't do that. Don't start second, hitting him with a piece of wood. You know, you're not doing that. So. <laughs> Yeah. A, a few yeah, minutes ago when I reached fun. over there, I wanted to give a shout out. Um, we had Robert Komolsky on, but years ago, my buddy told me about this book. And it's one of those books that when you buy it, they they print it like on demand and it ships. It ships from someone in Washington, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it's called Local Finesse uh, Roads to Ruins. And we've talked about this in the past, but any of the new listeners that we pick up, 
if if you want to learn more about river runs and, and just truck runs in general, I should say, and some of the craziness that went on, I, I really appreciated this book because you know it talks about Courtney Hallowell, it talks about a lot of okay. these runs. You know, I said, yeah, uh, yeah. I said Corey earlier, Courtney Hallowell. Oh, Court, he was Courtney, like, that's right. Yep. He's the one that was like got me started in the photo shoots and the yeah. Yeah, and, and he looked out for for I everyone. Love that young man. Yeah. And I was going to mention that earlier to, to clarify, but I was like, well, I'll, I'll, we would have figured it out, but we did. But rest in peace to Courtney. And he talks a lot of stories about Courtney in here. Like when Courtney was in the hospital um, before he passed away, this was years prior, and he went and gave like a rough copy and Courtney read it. And he was just like, wow. So we've, we've had Robert on before. Robert looked out for me. Unfortunately, two years ago, a guy named Alex who passed away and rest in peace to Alex who. And when, Ryan Fringling House at West Coast Customs. They did um oh yeah, you know I mean, they did Ryan. a big yeah they did a big thing for him and um, Robert he he sent me a shirt from there so rest in peace Alex but you know this book kind of captures I mean you probably look at it now and it's got some stories I'm like wow I can't believe you printed that but with all due respect you know it it was kind of a, an epic time and I think as we get older you know we may be different ages but a lot of us think back to some of those glory days. And the one thing I learned about you, Phil, even before uh, we started recording was that, you know, you've done so many things. You were in the fitness. I mean, you have you, you've been into sports. You've had sports injuries, you know, and I think a lot of that stuff and some of the clean living that you mentioned, you know, that gets you to like to me. I hope to be when I'm 72, I hope to be as agile as you and someone that goes, hey, man, I want to hang with the guys. So I'd rather be around right now when I. Well, when I had a part-time job as retirement, I really enjoyed being around the younger people because older awesome. people, well, old people are boring. Um, <laughs> I mean, some of them are, some of them right. are, but right. the young people give me energy. I don't mean, though that makes that sound right. They make me want to do more and do better. So to me, they were an incentive, you know, to just do better. Oh yeah. Even at um, my age. Oh yeah. I certainly appreciate your time. And just a minute, I am sure. going to have to go. Cause I'm going to call my co my co-host, Mike, his show's coming up this weekend. Eastbound get down. Why don't you give, if you don't mind, if you want to, if you want to give a shout out to your wife, kids and grandkids, even if you, if you don't want to say their names, that's fine. But I know you've got a big family and I know that you're oh, yeah. uh, a family man. Oh yeah. Well, my wife, Sherry, uh, we've been, uh, best friends and married for 52 years. And I've been around her for 53. And then my son, my older son, Brian, Brian Rush, my younger son, Jason Rush, my daughter, who's April Rush slash Dash Gomez. And then uh, my son, Brian, has given me with his wife, Veronica, or sorry, ex-wife, but she's still in my hearts and we still love her. Um, Nathan, who's now going to be 22 next month. Wow. God, I feel old. Um <laughs> And then my uh, next grandson, who's Trevor, who just turned 16. Okay. And then I've got uh, three grandchildren for my uh, daughter, April, and her husband, wow. Eddie. Um, it's uh, the oldest one is Annabella or Bella. She's 13, going on 22. And then I've got a 10-year-old, Scarlett, and then the little bugger. <laughs> yeah, his name's Nico. And the interesting thing about me is I'm covered with tattoos. You can't see them. Wow. But every tattoo on my body is a story. 
And wow. it's usually a tribute to a child, a grandchild, my wife, and then I'm a Scorpio, so I have a big giant scorpion on my back. And uh, of course, it's so cold here. It's like 32 degrees outside. Where I live. <laughs> oh, wow. And I've dread, well, it gets down to six. I've uh, heard. So that's not when you go outside. And you're and, you're yeah, impressed. I'm, I'm in northern I'm in northern Arizona, not southern, where it's yeah. 95. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's it's kind of that's my family, and uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, my oldest grandson Nathan moved up here to uh, really help me take care of my wife Sherry, who's got a lot of medical issues, but she's my inspiration because she's my uh, hero because even though she's got a lot of issues, she still perseveres and pushes through. And I'm home recovering from a, I told you, cervical surgery um, related to two old car accidents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, like I told lives, you, 2018, I was riding my bicycle as I'm a big bicyclist on the road in California and some texting driver just came along and sideswiped me. I got thrown up in the air, landed on my head, landed on my shoulder, crushed it, and yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's history. Wow. So, um, last question: What's the secret to the marriage of fifty-two, fifty-three years? Let's call it. Well, um, communication. You got to like each other. I mean, if you don't like each other, it ain't gonna last. I don't, I don't care. You yeah. can love each other to death. My parents loved each other, but they just didn't like each other, and they got divorced <laughs> when I was go. ten. But they still loved each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, we like each other. I mean, my wife and I like to tell other people we're each other's best friend. I can say anything to her. She can say anything to me. I mean, we can have an argument and five minutes later, it's like it's You're good. it's in the rear yeah. view. It's like we don't go back and go, oh, well, you remember back five years ago. No, I don't. I remember don't 1977 do when you yeah, said that. We don't you. Do that crap. I mean, if we talk about back like in 78 or whatever, it's a fond memory, not a crappy one. Right. You know, so well, good yeah. for you guys. That, that's we don't awesome. dwell on the negative. Let's put it that way. We don't dwell on the negative. We focus on the positive. That's what my dad so. used to always say. I love it. Amen to that. Um, look, I do got to let you go, but I want to let everyone know again, I said this at the beginning. It's been fun. Phil's truck was the 18th, uh, Toyota on the cover, uh, of mini truck and magazine. Okay. But how many were total? Total 78. And get this. Nobody knows this. Nobody's ever figured this out. Not that I know, or as far as I know. But yes, 78 was even more than the S10. So Toyota has the crown for the most covers. That includes, if I, I've always told people, if it's a group photo and there's like three main vehicles, you know, it's like, okay, one, two, three, what were the three? And they get tallied as well. So, you know, I love this stuff. I don't know why when I was younger, Phil, I, I wasn't a math guy, but as I've gotten older, I love that we can dissect things and, and we can keep this history alive. I'm also on the mini truck mm -hmm. hall of fame committee. I'm going to be talking the radar soon. He uh, put out the video, the, the movie, the West coast influence. And what I really want to do is I want to make sure going forward, we get the right people in. If we've got to get more people in, because there's people in my opinion, like you, Phil, that you you put the work in, you went to these shows, you did the damn thing, and I, I appreciate you for that because I always tell people we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for guys and the ladies out there like y'all mm -hmm. that really helped lay what I call the foundation of this mini truck scene. So I thank you. Well, the 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 thing that's I think the most memorable and important to remember about people who do the, all this 
It's commitment, level of commitment to not just get by, but be the best you can. That's all I can say is just, Boom. just do your best and commit, you know, commit to just keep on doing it until you get where you need to be. I love it, Phil. Well, listen, now that I feel like we've become friends, I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. We definitely got to keep in touch. Like and if you dad. do have, if you do have, a, yeah, you got my number now. I'm really in trouble. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, yeah. If you do come across, you sent a ton of gold already. I know you, you mentioned to me you may have some behind the scenes from the shirts to shoot. Uh, so shout yeah. out to Mike uh, or anything that you come across that you think we would find valuable. We'll certainly yeah. share and give you credit. And then we'll, of course, be tagging Phil on some of the posts. So if you do, you know, want to go over there and check out his truck, uh, certainly check that out via social media. Okay. Thank I'll you. I'll send you that story I told you about the uh, Iraqi war veteran we built that van for. Yes. And that was, hold on really quick. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I took a note. It was Gerald Hancock. Yes. And I'm going to look yes, him Gerald up. Hancock. So there, there, there's, oh, it's there's easy some... to find him. Just Google him and he's all over the place. Yep. Yep. I thank you for what you've done. If we would have had more sure. time, we could have went down some more of the bunny trails. We'd love to get you back, but happy new year. Uh, I okay, wish your wife you. all all the best and uh, to all Thank your you. kids and grandkids. You got one hell of a cool dad. Let's just say it. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Phil.